Hello and welcome to Too Fast, Too Forever. There's all kinds of family, we chose this one. This is episode 78, Fast and Furious, Lap 6. I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm Joe Too, and this episode is brought to you by Plymouth. Plymouth was a brand of automobiles produced by Chrysler Corporation and its successor, Daimler Chrysler. The brand was launched in 1928 to compete in what was then described as the low price market segment that was dominated by Chevy and Ford. Shout out Plymouth. Shout out Plymouth indeed. Thank you so much, Plymouth, for sponsoring this. Do you say it was a brand or is a brand? Does it exist anymore? No, it doesn't. So how are they sponsoring this episode? Well, Daimler Chrysler still has some money. You know, they Chrysler exists. All the cars that were on Plymouth were folded into Chrysler or what's the other company? Do you know? Uh, is this the one that Karen and I had to Google if it was the same company or not? No. Dodge. What is it? Oh, okay. No, I did not know that. They've folded all the cars into that thing, but cool. there's no more Plymouths. Well, rest in peace, Plymouth, but thank you, Plymouth, for exhausting your the remaining marketing yeah, budget. Yeah, it went away in episode. 2001, actually, so along with the first Fast and the Furious. They could gone. not exist in the same world. They were both <laughs> yeah. too beautiful for this world at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Good night, sweet prince. Well, joining us a little bit later after the break, we're going to have our friend Liz to talk about Fast and Furious. But Joe, before we get to her, before we get to the movie, we have to do extracurricular activities. Now that we are doing two episodes a week, there's not a lot going on in between, but what Especially... have you been up to? Especially, Especially with now. quarantine, <laughs> yeah. But what have you been up to since we recorded our Nas Boost number two? This is actually a funny story, and I want to tell it because I think it was hilarious, that Joey messaged me this morning. He's like, hey, been a little quiet in the chat. Is like, everything yeah. okay? And I'm like, oh, yeah, I just don't want to tell you what's going on. <laughs> Because I have to yeah. save something to talk about when yeah. we're doing this, because we're doing so many episodes, and there's also quarantine, so there's, like, nothing going on. Right. The plight of a podcaster. Yeah, exactly. So I was like, yeah, dude, I'm totally fine. Just, like, I- I'm not trying to, like, spoil any surprises. When did we record? It was Sunday morning, I think, right? Yeah, so... Oh, God, I don't, like, days don't mean anything anymore. I asked Rachel, like, what we ate for lunch yesterday. Today, I was like, did we have sandwiches yesterday? And she's like, no, that was Tuesday. I was like, when was Tuesday? Sometimes, like, as I'm, like, you know, in the shower or just, like, getting ready or doing something, I just, like, think about, like, how did I spend my day today? Like, especially on the weekends, I'm just like, did I, like, what, like, what did I watch? What did I do? Did I take a walk? Whatever. And then I started doing that this week. I was like, there's no, there's no point. Like, I don't know. <laughs> like, and I'm still even working pretty much like a nine to five-ish. And, like, it still doesn't matter because every day... Yeah. Because the nights are not different. That's the thing. Like, it's it, like on Thursdays, normally, I would go to the movies, but there's no movies, and it's just, everything is the same, and I, I don't, like, I woke up on Monday, and I was just like, I don't even, like, it, it I, every every day I'm confused. Yeah, exactly. And, like, I've, I've been going to work, because, like, I have to check on things, make sure everything's running and stuff like that, but I go to work, and I'm like, there's nobody else there. I don't really know what time I go in, right? Because, like, I'm only, like, there to, like, you know, do my checklist of things that I need to make sure is there and I like have to get packages like I go in the afternoon sometimes like sometimes I go in at noon sometimes I go in at 10 30 doesn't really fucking matter because like there's nobody else there so yeah I'm just all discombobulated what have I been up to main thing I've been up to which is probably this is probably gonna be dated by the time that this one comes out I watched Tiger King on Netflix totally binged it it's pure chaos if you haven't seen it or heard of it it's it's a revolution right now if you like trash tv if you like documentaries if you like reality TV, if you like tigers, if you like meth, all of these things, there's something for everyone in there. Florida, that's what it is. It's like if Florida Man was a person and they did a documentary of his life, it would probably have been this story. It does feel like, of all the people that were negatively affected by coronavirus, it feels like Joe Exotic (laughs) 
has really come out as the king of this virus because like he is he has achieved power. I, I have not watched it. I probably will not watch it. I know. No yeah, what little I know you. about it. I feel like it probably would have been a little bit popular, but I feel like because everyone's at home, it's home. Like it went yeah. a little viral, everyone's like, oh, we need to talk about this now. Like, how many times a day am I asked, or like in group threads, is anybody watching the Tiger King show? And I'm like, oh my god, I'm having the same, I'm in the same conversation four times a day. Exactly. Which I assumed you were, which is why I wasn't telling you about Tiger King. Especially, and I knew you shouldn't watch Like, it's, it's not a show for you. It's definitely not. That's what it is. And also, like, no spoilers, but although he's risen to fame, he's currently in jail. So, Oh, well, shout out. Big ups to Mr. Tiger King, Joe Exotic. Yeah, if jo- Joe Exotic, if you're listening, write in, family at cageclub.me. Yes, please. Um, also, the other thing that I wanted to mention, I posted the picture. So if you're listening, you probably already saw it. I went and we were at the store, we were at Walmart, and Rachel loves Legos, right? She she never played with Legos, we talked about this before, that she like never had Legos as a kid, just because it like wasn't a toy on her radar. So she really likes Legos now, so when I find cool Lego things, I like to get them for her. And you know, we were home, and like there's nothing really going on, so I was like, oh Rachel, like let's go check out the Lego aisle at Walmart. So I got her um, this Lego a GTR, a Nissan GTR. It's like a Skyline, right? Like a new version of Skyline. And she put it together, and she really liked it. And when I posted the picture, Ben wrote in on Twitter and said, have you guys been watching Lego Masters? And I was like, no, but I, like, you know, I saw the commercials for it, whatever, but I hadn't turned it on. We also binged that, and it's fantastic. It's so wholesome and fun. Is it, It's hosted by Will Arnett, is that right? It's hosted by Will Arnett. All the contestants just seem like the sweetest, most wholesome people. What's your personality like if you're like a Lego builder? Like, are you, is it on par with, like, have you watched Nailed It? Yes, but these guys are good. So they're not like, there's not even like making fun of them about being bad, kind of. Actually, the host of Nailed It comes on an episode of this and like co-host an episode. Yeah, so it's in the same vein. It's even sweeter because like they're genuinely good at it. Like there's not a lot of confrontation. Oh, look at this cool shit we can do with Legos. And you know, they have themes and stuff like that. And like, it's just a blast. If you're looking for something that's kind of mush, like for you, I would definitely recommend Lego Masters because you're just like, you just feel so good about these people. You know what I mean? Like, you're like, oh, it doesn't ma- even matter who wins. There's no like dark team or like evil team that like they're facing against. It's like, everybody's just like, the nicest person ever. You just want, like, all of these people to, like, come to a barbecue at your house, you know? Well, very appropriate family barbecue. Exactly. I don't think that I've done anything. I've just been catching up on some movies. Did I watch anything of note? Let me take a look at that. I I am lost in time. So since Sunday, I watched uh, Big Time Adolescence, which is the new Pete Davidson movie on Hulu, which starts out great and then quickly kind of falls off. Dude, it's fine. I've really, I've really grown to dislike pete davidson so this is the first time i've ever seen him in anything and like early on I oh was yeah because like, oh, you don't I watch any it. snl or anything no, right yeah exactly and i was like oh i get why he's so charming like he just seems and it almost feels like and i don't mean this as a condemnation because i literally don't know anything about him but it feels like oh he's amazing and then you're like oh i'm, I'm i get it and it's just like <laughs> it, you sort of like fall off because i think that's kind of the point of the character here so i don't want to hold it against him but like you see him out there like making out kate beck and sale at rangers games or whatever it's like what is going on i i, I got it like, I was like, I understood it, and then He's I like kind of lost it. aloof and broken, and that's charming in its own way, I guess. He did this thing where he came to Connecticut. He was doing, like, a special stand-up, right? And we heard it on the radio. It was, like, announced that day, okay? It was, like, Pete Davidson's coming to, like, Connecticut tonight. 
He's going to be playing maybe in Stamford, Bridgeport. So it wasn't very far from us. And I was like, Rachel, do you want to get tickets for this? And she's like, oh, you know, it's like a Tuesday night or something. So she's like, I don't know. And we're like, eh, nah, we won't go. The next morning, we're listening to the same radio station. They were like, holy shit. And we're like, what happened last night? And it's like the comedian made a joke about Ariana Grande before Pete came on. And like he just rage quit the set. He was late. Didn't do a set, just like stormed out, cussed out the audience and left or something is the story that we heard on the radio. Super, super cool. Yeah. So we were like, huh, I'm glad we didn't buy tickets for that. And, you know, like, obviously, like, the the club owner was, like, the guy that was on the radio, and he was like, you know, we'll get you tickets for something else, and, like, fuck Pete Davidson, and that wasn't, like, the first exchange like this I've heard about him, but that was, like, a a locally one, and I was like, ugh, I don't know how I feel about that. Not great, Bob. No, not great. What else did I watch? I watched a Hanks movie, Road to Perdition, which we talked about on Hanks of the Memories. That'll come out this Friday. And then I watched the Jumanji sequel, which, again, like... I liked it. I... But it's gentle. I don't. I I think, like, so here's the thing. Like, I feel like The Rock as Danny DeVito should be a lot funnier than it actually is. Yeah, that's fair. Final, I mean, spoilers, if you 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 don't want to have Jumanji spoiled, skip forward 15 seconds. When Aquafina becomes Danny DeVito, I'm like, okay, this is better. Like, this feels like she's actually doing an impression as opposed to The Rock just acting like an old man. Like, it just, it felt like, I don't know. Because I saw the first one in theaters after. I didn't like that one either. I'm not going to go into it. Uh, one of the worst experiences of my life. And then I just got back and I went to the movies with my friends and I didn't like the first one. I thought it was just like a weird mind- mental space that I was in. And then I watched yeah. this one and like everything I read about this, like the brief things I read about it were basically like, it's basically the first one. It's not quite as good as the first one, but like if you like the first one, it's about the same you'll thing. like this yeah. one. Exactly. Yeah. And then I was just like, okay. And this one, I was just, it's not bad. Like there's nothing about it that like aggravates me or upsets me or whatever, but I was just like, Oh, this isn't, like, it's not as fun as it should be. Like, it's all just, like, famous people doing shitty impressions, and it's just, like, I, I don't... Yeah. Okay. It's comforting. I, I couldn't tell you what the plot of the movie is, right? And, yeah, like, I, I saw don't know. They're not looking for, like, ago. a... They're just trying to escape the game, right? They're trying to save the kid and get out of the game and yeah. get that, like, pendant or whatever. Yeah, I don't know. At the same time, like, if they make a third one, I'm gonna fucking watch it, because, like, it's just, it's comforting in that it's simple. There's just a couple jokes that I'll laugh at, and, like, I'm not really gonna miss anything, and it's, like, a good way to, like, kill a Saturday afternoon of something that, like, looks fun and it's cool. And it looks beautiful. I mean, it's a good-looking movie. It's not a yeah. bad movie. It's just – it's also not overly long. I think it's, like, just over two hours. Like, it's not – there's something bad about it. I was just – I'm just kind of underwhelmed because, like, obviously we love The Rock and we love Kevin yeah. Hart from these movies now. And I like Jack Black and I like Karen Gillan a lot. And just – it just doesn't work for me in a way. And I like Aquafina. It's just – I, I don't, it's it's not coming together. It just feels like it should be more fun, but also, I don't know, like, what do you expect to a, a, a sequel to a reboot of a movie from 25 years? It just, creativity bar is so low by that point that, I don't know. Is Aquafina this year's Tiffany Haddish? The I mean, last year's Tiffany Haddish, basically, because she That's what was I mean. The Farewell and that and everything. Yeah, probably. She's like, we just replaced Tiffany Haddish with Aquafina. And Tiffany Haddish replaced... Kate McKinnon, probably, right? Yeah, because we're just like... <laughs> it's just like, the, it's the funny actress who's in, like, everything for a year, and then yes. kind of scales back into just being in, like, a handful of things. I wonder yeah. who's going to be next. Cool. Mm. Who's next up on the block? It's it's going to be, like, Lizzo. I mean, Lizzo was in Hustlers, wasn't she? I think 
very briefly. That's what I'm saying. But like, that's Tiffany Hash was in like one movie. So oh, it's be I bet like, you know what it's going to be. It could who? Be, I mean, actually, no, it got delayed till next year. But I was going to say Cardi. No, Cardi's Fast too Nine famous. That. Cardi's too famous. Yeah, we need like a new actress that they're just going to put in everything in like a funny thing. Yeah, it's it's not Cardi. Cardi has a music career, so she's actually, not. Actually, like, I do gonna... wonder if it's going to be like Anya Taylor Joy, maybe, who is the Who's star that? of Emma. Um, she was also the star of The Witch. She, I mean, she I think she's more indie niche kind of thing. I don't know if yeah. she's actually going to get really kind of super mainstream. Also, could I mean, this year's also a weird year because like a lot of movies might just not come out this year. Like I think True. this might be a fool's errand. This could also be the year of Anna de Armas, who was the robot in Blade Runner because she's going to be in a Marilyn Monroe movie mm. playing Marilyn Monroe. Not exactly a comedy, but you know. I don't know. No, I was just curious because it was like, I remember last year, like we were talking, we were like, is Tiffany Haddish in fucking everything this year? She had like a scene or like a part in every single movie that had come out. Yeah, you go see a movie that she's in and like there's three trailers for other Tiffany Haddish movies. Yes, yeah. This year she's done nothing. I don't yeah. know. I guess that's how it works for actors. There was like, I, th- I, think, I think it is just, we've, noted this a lot on Cage Club, where Nicolas Cage made, I think, like, eight or nine movies one year, and then next year, like, he had no movies come out for eight months. I think it's just a matter of, like, when production all happens. Because, like, you shoot a bunch of stuff, like, you, you're obviously, you're not doing more than one movie at a time, pretty much, for the most part, right? Yeah. Like, you're just scheduling everything, and so if you're staying busy... And then it's, like, editing, then, promotion... Yeah, things either like get delayed it... or moved up or whatever, exactly, so... It's weird, man. Well, Joe, we have a Patreon page on the show, too fast, too forever.com. Shout out to Cassie Wilson, Jake Freer, Ben Milliman, Nick Burris, Alex Ellenden, and Justin Kleinman for supporting us over there. Thank you so very, yes. very much. Thank you, guys. And thank you, Ben, for the recommendation on LEGO Masters. As I, I don't think I said thank you before, but if I didn't, then thank you now. I loved it. Thank you. Thank you. If you have not supported us over on Patreon, you can get early access to episodes like today as we're recording this Thursday, the day before our first bonus episode mm. came out. I dropped the bonus episode. Nobody has responded yet because I think I, like, I basically just did it like an hour ago and then I came on here. I was like, hey, we're not recording until tonight, but... Here's the whole thing that we're going to do. So, like, you get early access. Like, what What else? What more could you possibly want? It's early. You're you're in the in, the inner sanctum. <laughs> Plus, you get handwritten notes. Like, I will risk going to the post office. I'm not going to go to the post office. I'm just going to put it in the mailbox, throw the little flag up there. <laughs> but I will write you, I'll handwrite you a letter with some stickers. And you also yes. get voting rights and also all sorts of stuff. Too fast. Will you, pack, will you promise forward. to pack the letters okay. with gloves on? Well, I mean, I haven't seen anybody in, like... What feels like forever. I don't think I have the coronavirus. Although I do have to go to the grocery store very soon. Exactly. You better come home and wash those hands, boy. In terms of reviews, no new reviews. All 21 ratings, all five stars. If you want to give us uh, a very nice gift in this time of crisis, go on Apple Podcasts, leave us a five-star rating. Thank you kindly. We have new listeners. We have new people who are writing in. Please do. do us a favor. Go on Apple Podcasts. Yeah, write a review real quick, please. And speaking of writing in, we have an email address here on the show, family at cageclub.me. And Joe, I told you, and this was something you predicted an episode or two ago, and I told you when we were figuring out when we were going to record this, we have a shitload of emails. We have, I believe, 10 emails. Okay. A handful of different people. So first up, our new one of our newer listeners, Jerry Robinson, subject line, Tokyo Drift. Hello, Jerry. And he caught up, too. Remember, he was like listening yes. and then like caught up um, like a couple days later. Yeah, so these are ten emails in the last four days and eight hours. Like it's people Damn. are people have nothing to do. Nothing but <laughs> well, they time. Got nothing but time. Yes, that's what I was gonna say. They don't have nothing to do, they have nothing but time. Jerry says, Hey guys, I remember when you asked your guests on where you guys were when you were watching the movies. I also did the Witch Fast character are you, maybe the Zimbio quiz. He says he got Mia, which in a way does describe me. He says, during the weekend, I watched all eight movies because of the quarantine. 
in parentheses, stay safe, guys. And unfortunately, couldn't see my girlfriend to spend the weekend with her. That's a bummer. I'm sorry that about is, that. That sucks. That's the kind of shit that is sad. He says, uh, here's my list on where I was when I first saw the movies. Oh, okay. Where were we? The Fast and the Furious. I saw it at a friend's house when he asked me if I like cars. Okay. Oh, that's, that's a good, a that's a good way to do it. Yeah, that's if you're friend, like, do yeah. you like cars? You're like, boy, do I have a movie for you. Too Fast, back-to-back with the first movie. Cool. Big oh. night. Yeah. Tokyo Drift, he says, in theaters on a first date with an old crush of mine and honestly didn't really watch it until the next date, LOL. Sounds like someone was making out. Ooh, somebody was the, it was, you were 14, you were in the theater, beautiful girl next to you, smooching, not Maybe, watching it. you know, just go back to that episode where I railed against Hoping those kids you banging lied. during Hobbs and Shaw or whatever. <laughs> you lied You lied to her mom about when it started, so she picked you up late. I don't like this whisper. You're doing like a real creepy thing about like high schoolers <laughs> making out. <laughs> I just realized the context of what you're doing. Rain it in. <laughs> I was, I was, I was taking myself back to my my sultry teenage makeout in movie theaters mental mental state. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Fast and Furious Four in theaters with six friends midnight release. Very cool. That's very cool. It says Fast Five Six Seven in theaters with an X not midnight release but during the first weekend while Seven was a double date. You got so many relationships. Yeah, you've been through a lot of. A lot of relationships with the with the family. It's like they knew. Fate of the Furious, he says, snuck in, ooh, rebellious, after watching another movie with friends, way after we were told it sucked. Stayed away, and then just said, okay. I'm not going to give Universal my, whatever, 6 to $14, depending <laughs> on where you live. Yeah, true. It's very dependent on region. All right. So now he says, he says a few questions and theories. Maybe you guys can help me out. In the first okay. movie, Dom parked his RX-7 and left. I wonder what happened to it. By the way, he's super skinny. We've talked about that a lot. Like, he is very, very thin. He gets bigger. I mean, he's yeah. ripped. Like, he's very muscular, but he's also just like a, like a, he's a thin frame cut dude, and now he's just, like, gigantic. Yeah, we see the RX-7 later in the film, though. The RX-7 is what he parks in the garage, right? Where that's what, I, that's what I was on. assuming he's talking about, right? He, like, hides it in the garage. I'm assuming they go back and get it, because he well, uses I mean, it we'll in get a... get to it in a minute at some point. And he has it for Race Wars, right? He brings it to Race Wars. It's not like he brings the Charger to Race Wars. We don't get that till the end. I guess, realistically, the car is not wanted. It's just Dom that's wanted, right? So, like... I mean, they're going to be on the lookout for the car. So, the car's hot. I get why he's not driving it. It would make sense, right? Like, he just parked it in there. I'm sure that maybe, like, the next day or a couple days later, he went and just picked it up from the parking garage, pretended like it never happened, and, like, hit it. It's probably hidden in the garage, I would guess. Uh, too fast. What happened with Jimmy and Suki after the movie? We've been asking this, and we ho- and we hope that we find out. I want Suki back. I want Jimmy back. Gotta come back for 10, at least to just, you know, be in the crowd somewhere. Yeah. Tokyo Drift. I call it the East-West Mustang. Where is it after the movie since Sean got a new Nissan against Dom at the end? Ooh, um, and we don't see it in 7 when they go back, right? I don't know what we see in 7. I think 7, I don't, I, I don't even think they probably shot like in the same set, right? They were probably just wherever in some back lot somewhere. I would like to think that it's in the garage, in the like spinny garage with uh, Twinkie's Hulk car, just in that like... <laughs> Just like, like conveyor revolving, belt. Yes. Yeah. The Ferris wheel garage. Yeah, exactly. It just permanently stored there. I would assume it's back on like the base or something. Or in the garage. He's got room. R.I.P. But I mean, well, no, not anymore. Yeah, true. <laughs> Maybe Han has it. Maybe we're going to see it in nine. You're right. I actually keep forgetting that Han is back. Sorry. That's why yeah. I was like, I was like, what are you talking about? Han's dead. And you're like, no, no he's back. I'm like, oh yeah, shit, he is. Can you imagine if we didn't know Han was back and we like it was another year of waiting before we like? I don't know what's worse is like that we got the trailer and we know Han's back, but we have to wait a year to see how, 
or if we wouldn't have known Han's back and then the trailer were to come out, we would just like shit ourselves because we'd have been like <laughs> two years deep of like waiting for like, what the fuck is going to happen here? Like, they got nothing but time to like, I guess, do, I guess they, they're not really going to reshoot because I was saying like the whole, all of Hollywood is shut down, but I yeah. guess probably, hopefully, fingers crossed, things return to normal later, who knows when, summer, fall, whatever. Yeah. They'll have time. Like they delayed it a full year for, I guess, financial reasons, but things will hopefully be back to normal well before then. So they could add more surprises. I don't know. I don't know. I really don't know. <laughs> I have know. no idea. He says, Fast and Furious number four he says, none for this movie because I had Corona with me while watching it. Well, you know, get drunk. Go for it. Yeah. Fast five, where and how they got all those cars when the crew was practicing like shit, they should have shown a quick racing montage on winning. We've actually talked about that before, about how like, it's kind of weird and kind of cool that they don't show the races. Like, it's not cool if that's what you're looking for, but it's kind of cool that they're just like, we just know that they're going to win, right? They just show yeah, up. Yeah, we, we've the established that they're so dominant that they just come back with the cars. Like, we don't even need to, like, f- go through the motions of the race. We're like, they're good. They're going to win. They got them. That's all I have for now since I'm rewatching 6, 7, and 8 tonight. So this would have been on Sunday. And I have more questions later on. Take care, guys. Remember, you can have any brew you want as long as it's a Corona. That's true. Thank you, brother. Thanks all right. For next in. email from Jason Dickinson. Subject line, what's hey, up, what's up? What's up, Jason? He says, hey, what's up, fam? How are you doing during this time? I've been watching a lot of movies lately. So have we. Since I got yes. a lot of time, no, stay fast, stay furious, stay safe, and stay healthy. Ooh. Ride or die, fam. Love you guys. P.S. Still very upset about F9 being pushed back a whole year because I've been planned to watch the entire franchise, including Hobbs and Shaw. We talked about that last episode. You can, you still can. Yeah, you, you still, still can. It. He said he was, he told us he was watching Into the Blue the other day, too. Ooh. So he's like, yeah, I know. I was like, damn. He said he likes Paul Walker and was watching Into the Blue. And I was like, that's a good choice. And then he gave us some recommendations on other Paul Walker movies that we might have to include in a future lap. Very, very, very cool. And Jason will write again later, so we'll get back to that later. Cool. Next email from Hector again. Introduction. He says, hello, Joey's. In my first email, I forgot to introduce myself. He says, my name is Hector. No, not that Hector. Well, you know, made the same joke that we did. I'm a high schooler that is into cars, which many see as weird. Me doing car noises doesn't help my case. High schoolers into cars is weird now? What kind of shit has happened? Well, I've read things that, like, because of, like, Uber and Lyft and because, like, cultural values are changing that a lot of kids don't give a shit about driving anymore. Like, it used to be you needed a license to go somewhere, but now that everyone is, like, because of apps, like, people are just, like, your friends are at your fingertips more in a way that, like, they weren't when we were in high school. You can still get somewhere without having a license. Like, people just don't care anymore. And I think as technology changes, as self-driving and as all that kind of stuff happens like there's going to be generations of kids i don't think that that just don't get licenses like that they, you don't have to they just don't need like, it yeah yeah that's so weird it's kind of a cusp right now but yeah next the next generation or whatever might not i mean not even buy cars i don't know hector must feel really weird when he listens to like the episodes where it's like me you and brian talking about like our high school experiences and like cars and like where you'd park and stuff like that right like yeah. that like having a car was like such a thing like, you yeah. could drive to school or, like, drive mm-hmm. somewhere. I, that's yeah. true. My boss says that his uh, daughter, like, he, I was saying something about, like, oh, do you have to, like, take them to, the, he's like, oh, my daughter's going to the movies or something. I was like, oh, you know, your you know, dad's shuttling tonight. He's like, no, she got Uber. And I was like, oh, fuck, I totally forgot about that. <laughs> that they can just, like, go, like, do whatever the fuck they want, like, from their phone. Yeah. Yeah. Strange. Uh, he says, I'm trying to be an auto technician. Very cool. He says, I was a Very car cool. enthusiast ever since my father came home with a 2000 Mustang GT. However... Nice. As I grew older, I gravitated towards JDM cars. He says in parentheses, Ooh, imports. imports. 
but I also respect American muscle and Euro cars. Gotta warn y'all that I might not write many emails, but I can send car pics. The next email will be a car pic. Gotta go, so stay fast, stay furious. No worries, dude. We, uh, you don't have to write an email every time, but check in. Just say hi. Just let us know you're doing okay. You're fine. You're healthy. You're at home, hopefully. Working. Yeah. Wrenching. Good luck with your auto technician dreams. I hope they go well. If you can't find the tool you need in this garage, Mr. Arizona, you don't belong near a car. <laughs> exactly. Next email also from Jerry. Car movie to watch, he says. Okay. Hey guys, hope all is well. Hope you're staying safe. Side note for Joe, too, and how he says he hates people made me laugh so hard. <laughs> Because my girlfriend's the same way. Can you shout her out? Her name is Ileana. Hello, Ileana. Happy shout out. Happy shout out. I'm sorry that Jerry didn't get to hang out with you last weekend. We know that you guys were separated, so hopefully you're together this weekend. I'm listening to your bullet episode right at the second while I'm working, and I found a movie I think you guys might like and has to do with cars, illegal racing, and technology. Need for Speed, which I've seen. Have you seen the Need for Speed movie? I actually haven't. I, I didn't even play the games as a kid. I was like way more into Gran Turismo than Need for Speed. So I played like hours, thousands of hours of Gran Turismo, but I never played Need for Speed. I played a handful of Need for Speed games. I actually saw Need for Speed in theaters starring Aaron Paul, Jesse yeah. Pinkman himself. Jesse Pinkman, yep. He says Rotten Tomatoes gave them a low score, but I love it. I don't know if you guys watched it, but I recommend it for a racing movie to be put in an episode. He says $66 million budget, box office over $200 million. Movie involves a Shelby and is absolutely beautiful. With white base oh, paint cool. and blue stripes. I didn't know that. I was in it. That's really cool. Other exotic cars included Koenigsegg Agera, Lamborghini mm-hmm. Sesto Elemento, McLaren P1, Saline S7, Bugatti Veyron. Mm-hmm. Which we might talk keep about listening. later in this episode. <laughs> yeah, keep listening to the episode. Some of the cars were used in the Fast movies, or at least copies of them. As I was watching Seven, I found that the Deckard uses kind of exotic cars with Jaguar, Mercedes, Lamborghini, and Aston, which mm-hmm. shows his character a bit, which definitely does. I mean, he is he's handsome Rob, after all. He's got to have a fancy car. He, he does. That's true. Also found out that Roman uses them as well, but it more suits Shaw. Breaks over, got to get back to work. In the words of Roman Pierce, we hungry. Get that bread. Shout out, Ileana. Next email is from Hector. He said he was going to send in a car picture. He has a car picture. So, Hector, we will get to this in a few episodes. I think we have your third in the line. We got one from Melissa. We got one from Jerry. And we got one from Hector. So we did. And that's after the one this episode. So that'll be five, six years will be on Tokyo Drift, I think. Cool. That makes sense. Next email, quick one from Jason, Wonder Woman 84. Hey, what a fam, did you hear that Wonder Woman 84 has now been delayed until August 14th? I have. I feel like there's a weird delay, a weird kind of middle ground, because it's not a super long delay. And no. I wonder if I wonder if, if things are still not back to normal in August, if at that point they're going to be like, well, here we go, VOD. Because I saw things that like executives were debating whether or not they're going to drop that on streaming, which I feel like they should have. I don't know. Yeah. Like, you marketed it a bunch. Like, the money's already spent. Don't waste that money. Just... I don't know. When was it supposed to come out? What was the original release date? June. Okay. I think shit's gonna shit will calm down before August. But the question, and I think things will. I hope things will. But the question is, will people want to go back to the movies? I think that this is going to fundamentally change the way that a lot of people behave. But, I can see a lot of people just you know, not Florida's back to still on the beach right now. So well, yeah, but I mean, <laughs> they're not going to survive very long anyway. If you know, <laughs> Darwinism. <laughs> If anybody from Florida, if you're listening, sorry, and write in familyatcageclub.me. Shout out Florida, Florida man. Florida great. man at me. I can <laughs> set up that email. That's a good email just to have. <laughs> That's a really good email just to have. All right, next email is from Nick Burris. Go Buccaneers, go Brady. Yeah, so when you're saying he's a Bucks fan, 
We yeah, so he was talking about right. the Buccaneers. Yes. Not, yeah, not not the Milwaukee Bucks. He says, first I want to mention the last email the subject he wrote in, which I got to find out what the email it was, because we were like, we don't know what this means. He says... It was like a uh, long quote, yeah. He says, there's two parts him, one part Warren Oates GTO at the end. We are in too deep, no turning back, those satisfactions are permanent. Ooh. So he says, two parts him, one part GTO. He says, during the minute, illegal, it's illegal to have firearms in commercial motor vehicles, and Dom has some connections with the shipyard, not the truckers. Definitely would be a different scenario. So that's interesting interesting to know i guess what does that nick, mean so nick is so nick's the, the truck nick, driver he's just saying that you can't have firearms in the vehicles so i guess when we get to it at the end i guess it's oh. it's a whole different thing and we were also talking about you know rogers on the side of the truck that dom has the hookup not with the truck driver it's gonna get so bad that even though they're not allowed to carry guns inside the truck they're going to start because they've been robbing them so much. He says, I think Wesley Snipes could be connected to E.T. on some somehow, maybe even the Ooh, voice. Wesley right. Snipes? Well, yeah, I like it. He says, I always like the introduction to all the teams for Carter's test. He says, Bilkins is a hard-ass in the first movie, and a softie in number two. And then, still about that episode, he says, Nate was funny, we'll have to find some of his work. Yeah, so yeah the two-fast episode was a lot of fun. Go check out um, Rocky Maya via Picture Show. It's, it's actually pretty fun. Yeah. So. He says, now I know how Joe feels and dude, what's my car? I was knowing the car and what it looked like, especially when he said it had a triangle on the back but couldn't remember the name. <laughs> so you guys are two peas in the pot. Like, you both have the car knowledge. It just, uh, you know, the, it wasn't clicking for you. It hurts sometimes, man. Sometimes I could, like, see it and I'll, like, know, like, either what the make of it is or I can just picture it in my head or sometimes I can't picture it in my head. It must be fun listening and, like, hearing the clues because you either get it or you don't get it or, you know what I mean? So it's right. like... You're kind of playing along, too. Yeah, like, when I listen to Never Not Funny, they play a game called Celebrity Sighting, which we played on here once. Remember when I came, when I went to L.A. and I saw, like, five celebrities? Like, I saw A-Rod and oh, I saw Mario Lopez yes. and everybody. And we basically yes. played that on here with Mike, and Mike was just like, I don't know. We're like, it's the most famous baseball player of the last 20 years. He's like, I don't know, Derek Jeter? We're like, no, like, come on, man. <laughs> You're close. But, like, they play celebrity sighting basically every time they see somebody and like it's it's either like you're lost alongside them or like you're like Come, how do you not know it's blah 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 so it's, yes. like, it's fun and also frustrating to play those kind of games at home i'm sure and then nick closes out by talking about bullet the movie bullet he says mm. saw it when i was young definitely into the movie a lot more and thought the two hours flew by when i watched it he says thought the governor was dirty or had some part in it which we thought too like this is yes. the movie sets it up to be but it's not Says, or maybe yeah. he was just shady and I didn't like him. Says, there's another movie with no music in the car scene, which you talked about. Yes. Fancy two-part shotgun the truck driver had was a sawed-off one, so it might fit in one of those mm. big-ass pockets. Anyways, stay safe. I'll be working and listening, Nick. Well, Nick, you were literally helping thank the you. country yeah, thank you. get through this, so right? Saying. So bringing it around. And I feel like, uh, not just because Nick is listening, but like there's a lot of people that we are suddenly thinking. I mean, we actually might have shouted about on the most recent episode when we're talking about like retail employees, but like retail truck employees. drivers are literally bringing things places and nurses. The fact that we have anything anywhere there. I mean, they're doing it all the time, but now it's like, mm-hmm. Jesus shout out truck drivers. That's awesome. There's a lot of jobs that people take for granted that they shouldn't. Thank you for still being a truck driver. We appreciate you, man. Yeah. Wes sent an email, which I'm going to close with, because we have two other quickies that I'm going to do first. Cool. So first okay. up, we have Hector's final email. He has his rankings. He has his rankings. Okay, nice. We got one. This is number eight. I mean, he has all nine on here, but number eight is, it shocks me to my core. So number nine, Fade okay. the Furious. 
Okay. Because That's of course low. it is. Yeah. Number eight, he has fast five. He says, because Hobbs. Because Hobbs, why? Good, bad, ugly? That just stops at just Hobbs? I don't know, Hobbs? but we, we were talking about how one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight of the last ten people, most people have at number one. Not even just like near the top, but number one. Yeah. And we had said if the next person had it at number one, it was going to be a better average than a score of two. Like it was going to be yes. you know, above that, like a 199. This drops it all the way down to 218. Like, Hector obliterating the average he, rating for I Fast think, Five. I think he's just, he's, just, he's just messing with the rankings. So number seven is Fast Six. He is, whew, man. Yeah, he's just being Numbers, a rebel. Number six is Fast and Furious, the one that we're talking about today. Cool. Number five, Too Fast. Number four, okay. Hobbs and Shaw, which is pretty high. Yeah, but we have to remember if he's a high schooler, like the, these have different period timings to you, you know? I find it interesting that he likes that one as much as he does, but the other one's not as much. Yeah, it is. Number three, Furious 7. Again, sort of... A little higher. The more modern ones all over the place. Number two, the original, The Fast and the Furious, which which means, number one, Tokyo Drift. Damn. That's good, though. I like Tokyo Drift. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Hector, thank you for sending those in. If you have not sent in your rankings, family at cageclub.me, let us know. Help us bring, we have to, like, it's now like a redemption tour for Fast Five. Like, let's get it back up. <laughs> if you really like Fast Five, send in a ranking. That's that really gut high. punch of a Hector rating. Wrecking the rankings there. Cool. Okay, next email is from Justin Kleiman. Subject line, miss you guys. Oh, what's up, Justin? How are he you says, guys? I've been out of work with all this craziness, so I've missed the last few podcasts. He says, drive time at work is my podcast time. Ah, uh, that makes COVID sense. COVID cruises in our 64 Pontiac and social distancing honking. That's where we pull up outside our friends' homes and honk and wave weird times. <laughs> That's fun. Beep, beep. <laughs> I, I do wonder if you. now that, you know, he's home with the kids and the family, if, like, his son is like, all right, Dad, I've watched everything else that I could possibly want to watch. <laughs> I'm not going to watch Tiger King. Let's get back to Spy Racers. That's really funny. <laughs> says, most yeah. importantly, I hosted a Zoom watch party, shout out Zoom, with two oh. friends of Fast Five last week. He says, one friend is working his way through them all. The other friend has only seen number one as a teenager, but didn't want to okay. be left out. I told him five was a good entrance point. It, it, is. it is. He says, they loved it so much that we're returning next week for number six. How did Zoom work out, dude? Because we used Discord for ours. Was Zoom better? Let us I wonder, know how yeah, let us know if, a... you, if you actually showed the movie in the chat or if you all just you watched it. it on your own and just, you know, did a face, did like a hangout while... Like, let us know how you actually operated it, if, if it's better than... Because you were here for ours. If it's, if it's yeah. better than that, we could do Zoom. Yeah, for sure. He says, anyway, that's all. Stay safe, family, Justin. Stay safe, Justin. Sorry that you lost your podcasting time, but we'll never hold it against you. Soon enough, you'll be back at work. That feels like the kind of thing that's like... A downside, like, when you're like, you know, you'll be back at work before you know it or whatever. Like, it almost feels like, yeah, I, I don't want to go to work, but like, I think people now want to go to work. It's just like, I, I got to do something, right? So you'll be back yeah. soon enough. You'll be driving around. You'll be listening to podcasts. Things will go back to normal soon-ish. I'm having about enough work. The work amount that I'm doing, which is like, go in for a couple hours a day. There's no one else there and nobody bothers me. Mm-hmm. That's about that's about enough. That should be my standard working amount. Are you doing work from home too or no? Or is there nothing you can do from home? Work from home for me is like respond to people asking me questions which is what i do at work as well how do we do this thing how can we fix this thing what is this this thing's broken are we getting this these kind of questions so yeah i'm still doing that from work okay just remotely that's good it's easy to answer emails and stuff yeah sure Last email, like I said, from Wes Hampton, subject line, Bullet, what up, fam? What up, Wes? Everything feels crazy, but it's nice to have the consistency of the world's premier Fast and Furious podcast <laughs> to keep me sane. 
excellent episode as always. Who are you talking I still haven't about? seen Bullet, but it's high on my list. And if anyone has a Roku device or maybe Android or Google, it's streaming free on the Movie Land TV app, which I have never even heard of. I've never heard of that either. Because I don't know if there are ads or how it's free. That's what it says and started playing when I loaded it up. Searching for streaming options through Roku is so easy. It sounds like I'm doing a commercial for them right now, but it's something I just discovered, and I love it. Nice. He says, all the Google results seem to be out of date when I look for something, and it's always only a handful of options, but searching through Roku shows me all the options. Anyway, that's my PSA for the episode. If you have a Roku, just search for whatever you want to watch, and it will give you all the options. Yeah, people love that about Roku. Yep. I use uh, Fire Sticks. Yeah, people love Roku, too. There's an app that was integrated with Letterboxd, and I don't know if Letterboxd bought them or they're just like a plug-in, like an API or something, but there's a thing called Just Watch, which I think you can use without Letterboxd. I think it was a, a, maybe initially like a perk for like people who paid for Letterboxd, but it okay. seems to be much better in that regard, because there was a site that I was using for a while called Can I Stream It, but it wasn't mm. consistent. Like a, It's what Wes was saying, like it was out of date or be the wrong movie or whatever. Yeah. Just Watch seems pretty good. And you can pick, like, favorite... But I basically have, like, my favorites, like, one of the favorite ones are the ones that I pay for. So it's, like, you know, Netflix and Prime and Hulu mm-hmm. and Disney and all the stuff I get on TV. And then if it's not there, you can click all services and it shows, like, oh, you can rent it from regular Amazon for four bucks or whatever. Or, you know, like we were talking about with Liz after we recorded the episode, she was looking for a movie and, like, it's not anywhere. Like, that's the first place I went and just, like, if you're looking for something legally anywhere, you go there and it's like, oh, it's, it's here for... $4 or $20 or $12 or whatever, but I just can't watch. imagine how difficult those sites are to keep up to date. Uh, you know, like Netflix's region, whatever, too, yeah. so I guess they have to, like, just let them into the API or something and just... Like, it seems both wildly easy, but also, like, all of that changes so often and in, mm-hmm. like, dramatic ways that I don't know. Just watch. Okay, I'm gonna keep this in mind. I bet Rachel uses this. I always ask her, like, is this on anything? And she just finds it for me. <laughs> She's probably just... <laughs> using Just Watch, and I didn't even know it. It doesn't do TV, though. So, like, for TV, yeah. like, like, Wes says Google's out of date, but I still use, like, Watch Whatever, and, like, usually that's pretty good. It says, I liked your MCU FNF matchup picks. You're right, I didn't really consider Guardians. It was more Avengers FNF, but Guardians feels closer as a franchise. It's also considering so. the characters in kind of general terms, not just their MCU versions. But even though some were just okay, I came up with the spur of the moment... Who could FNF crossover with under the Universal umbrella? Dark Universe, Jurassic Park, Harry Potter. Now I'm just thinking of the different areas at Universal. Dude, Harry Potter, Fast and the Furious would be really interesting. It would have to be uh, Fast and the Furious 6 when they're in England, right? Yep. And that would be really cool. Rita Ora is a secret witch. That's that her magic. I like that, you know, because in the beginning of 6, when they're like, how does a car get in the second floor of a building? Like we see like a CCTV mm. camera and there's just like people on broomsticks. Or like, it's a flying car. <laughs> It's just the, it's the it's the it's the uh, Weasley's flying car that just crashed inside a building. I'm like, it makes total sense that it's up there. What if little Brian is a mudblood? Cars don't fly, but he because he sees the car. Oh God! Yeah, holy shit! Okay, so in this <laughs> world, the Toretto's are obviously pure bloods. Like they are wizarding through and through. Brian's the outsider. He's a, he's a muggle, right? And I think that yeah. Brian, baby Brian. Oh, you, oh, baby Brian! You're saying I'm saying I'm thinking Jack. I guess Jack and baby Brian because because Elena's an outsider too. It's both having kids with Toretto's that both their blood, the both their kids are mudbloods. Yeah, the Toretto blood runs deep through Mia. Yeah, not through Brian. That's yeah, for so sure. Mia, so Jack's half, like the Toretto half, there yes. is wizarding, 
and the Dom half of Baby Brian is wizarding. Yep, exactly. Which house would the tri- the Tritos would probably be? Have to be Gryffindor. Yeah, and I guess the Shaws are Slytherin. Yep, Mia was probably like a Hufflepuff though. No, because I think I think it's like even more so than like Ivy's. Ivy's. It's just like it's all legacy. Like it's just like no, you're yeah, that's like, fair. The hat's like you're really you're, you're really a Hufflepuff, but like Gryffindor. Yeah, that's true. Who is a Ravenclaw though? I guess, like, Tej would be a Ravenclaw. Oh, I like that. That tracks. Like, all the hackers, like Tej and Ramsey and Cypher, they're all... Well, Cypher... Mm. Ramsey went to the all-girls school. Like, in the Triwizard Tournament? Yes. Okay. I like that. That would be my favorite crossover. I I, I like Harry Potter. I like the Harry Potter movies. I've, I've said this before, that I read the books up until, like, I stopped at seven or something. I stopped, well, there were only I, seven books. Uh, so I stopped at, like, six, maybe. My sister and Rachel hate it that I didn't finish the series. And I'm just like, eh, no. I got a little old for it, and I just watched the movies, and I'm good. That was fine by me. I still haven't watched the final movies, the final two, because I was trying to watch them. I think I maybe talked about it forever ago like when we first started the podcast, and I was we were getting ready for Universal. But like, I'd only seen, I think, two of the movies, and I wanted to watch them all before we went. And I got through, I think, six. Or maybe I got through five, and I watched one more after we got back, but I still haven't watched I mean, the final it's two. the end game. <laughs> End game of Harry Potter. Yeah, Same but like thing. I wasn't. I'm, I don't care. Like I loved the books I when I was little, and I just was like, meh. The movies don't do it for me. I really like four so much, and like I love the book of four. That was my favorite book when they came out. West continues. West continues. <laughs> that was uh, West says my buddy's a sound guy. Definitely has a few different songs he tests with. He's not usually testing for quality. He's moved on to programming. So he flies around the country, mm. does installs on okay, cool. casinos, mega churches, and huge corporations. Wow. Kind of heads That's up the cool. install crew, but his main job is programming the systems, usually just making sure everything works properly. Please tell me it's something awesome for mega churches. Please tell me it's like closer by Nine Inch Nails or something. He says he's like, always using crazy prog rock and post rock bands to test this up. So maybe tool blasting in the mega church? Yeah. I would really like it to be something horrific just playing in this mega church that they never knew that was just like blaring Metallica, whatever. The real reason they called Brian Bullet is because it's a nickname I think the producers and John Singleton were trying to get to stick. I remember John yeah. Singleton and Rob Cohen saying in their commentaries that Paul Walker was this generation's Steve McQueen. Whether or not you agree with that is up to you, but that's what they said, and the bullet line was sort of an in-joke. But it also makes perfect sense in the context of the film. I agree. I mean, we've said that before, too. Like, they were trying to get this... Nickname to stick. Spoiler, bring it, it did back. Not. But yeah. And that's cool that it's an inside joke between them that they called him this Bullet. generation Steve McQueen. To that point, I always assumed that everyone knew Brian was a cop. His face was on the front page of every newspaper, at least through Texas for some reason. I don't think it was meant to be a secret. Maybe it was even sort of a badge of honor that he was a cop that loved racing so much that he turned his back on the law and let Dom go. I don't know. I just mm. figured they knew but they were okay with it because of how he left the force. Because he's an outlaw, they know that he's real. That kind of makes sense. I like that. We sort of bring up a thing later in this episode about Dom and Campos and Braga. So Yes, we do. Stay tuned for that. We... So this is unrelated to Fast and Furious, but I have a Futurama story. When I was okay. in college, I watched a lot of it on Adult Swim. I took German as my foreign language. So one day we were in the lab, and our ep- the assignment was to watch a couple of episodes of a show in German, take notes, and write a synopsis in German. The show our TA picked was Futurama, and I aced it because I knew the episode so well that I could almost recite <laughs> them. We watched the Poplars episode, the problem with Poplars, and maybe the Slurm Factory episode. So remember, I was the only one laughing at it because I already knew the jokes. Yeah, uh, you got a shitty advantage there, O'Connor. Shitty job, O'Connor. But also, I love when shit like that happens. When you luck into something, it's it's awesome. Good job for you, though. It says, when Once Upon a Time in Hollywood came out for part of Alamo's pre-show, they edited together some conversations they had with an old professional stuntman named Gary Kent. 
Most of the clips were about his time at Spawn Ranch or meeting Charles Manson or Tex Watson, because of the Very movie cool. tie-in. But there are some other good unrelated stories. Can't remember if he talks about Bullet or not, but I'd be shocked if he wasn't involved or friends with the guys who were. You can find them on YouTube. Just search Stuntman Stories. At this point in moviedom, the stuntmen all kind of probably knew each other, right? There had to be like five of them. I mean, that still happens today. I don't remember if I talked about it yeah. on this podcast or not, but there was an episode of Mark Maron's podcast where this female stunt performer, he was interviewing her because I think he knew her from Glow. I think she was one of like the stunt coordinators on Glow. And she was talking about how like when she came to Hollywood and she was not really sure, I think she was trying to figure out what she, how she wanted to break into the industry. And she kind of just started working out with these guys at a gym and they all turned out to be like David Leach and stuff, like the guys yeah. who were Keanu's stunt doubles and then directed John Wick and everything. And like, there's more of them today, I'm sure, than ever before. But I think that they, like, it's such a weird, hyper-specific job to have that like you kind of need to be bonded with them because like who else is going to understand why you jump off 100 foot tall things just because no one else is dumb enough to or brave enough to or whatever right yep true but yeah especially back in the day i think that they were probably all like buddy buddy there had to be like like i think there's literally probably like five of them total yeah they were just doing every movie he says the great escape is a great movie steve mcqueen's in a nazi pow camp during world war ii I think it might be the only Steve McQueen movie I've seen, but I highly recommend it. He says it also ties into Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. When Timothy Oliphant's character meets Leonardo DiCaprio's character on the set of Lancer, he asks about Leo almost getting the lead in The Great Escape, and it cuts to Leo digitally replacing Steve McQueen in the movie. I was pretty impressed by how well they dropped him in. Ah, interesting. I remember I that, about part that. Now. I remember it now. I forgot it. Yeah, I forgot about it until we just talked about it. Yeah. Yeah. He says, all right, that's enough for now. They should that should add about half an hour to your next episode. Until next time, stay furious, Wes. It wasn't a half an hour. I don't think so. No, but there's a reason I do it last, because last. I'm just like, you know, there's you can't top it in terms of length, in terms of detail, in terms of anything. Kind of, yeah. you know. He's the closer. I like it. That's all the emails that we have. If you want to email in family at cageclub.me, we've got the two episodes a week for the time being. So plenty of opportunities for your episode to be, or your email to be read on air. Just, you know, write in, say hi. Check in. Tell us how you're feeling. Joe, on the streets, is there any Fast and Furious news? I don't know that there is. There isn't going to be for a little bit, I don't think. No, I don't think so. And, you know, Vin Diesel has stopped saying incredibly crazy and weird and fun things. Yeah, true. Rock the Vote, which I found on Google where the saved searches are. So I found these, and the, there's, a, there's a good thing in men's health, believe it or not. name of the article says, Joe Rogan wants The Rock to run for president, and truly, who doesn't? Podcast host, comedian, UFC commentator Joe Rogan had comedian Burt Kreischer, your boy, on his My podcast, The Joe Rogan Experience, when they discussed life in the age of COVID. Two got serious and discussed what, was, discussed what it takes to get through a crisis, starting with leadership. It says, once the shit goes sideways, that's when you really need a good leader. You really do. So you need someone who's honest when all the bullshit goes away. When everyone's worried about an invisible monster that wants to kill your grandma, that wants to sneak into her lungs and shut them down. When people are worried about that kind of shit, you really want someone who has a character in order. And who has a character in order, the blog says, in order better than Dwayne Johnson. Burke Kreischer says, that's why we need to vote for The Rock. I'd vote for him. I'd get behind him 100%, says Joe Rogan. I'm all in for The Rock. If Joe Rogan's supporting The Rock, then we know we have like 6 billion of his listeners that would vote for The Rock as well because they're dedicated. Dedicated? Carly Rae Jepsen. Although he does make a good point. He says, there's one downside. Right now, everyone loves The Rock, Rogan says, but if he became president, 40% of people would immediately start hating him. Yeah, that sucks. I have a joke for you. I forgot to mention it. On our local radio station, they play like two for Tuesdays or whatever, right? Yep. It's like back to back d- double shot band. Tuesdays. Double shot Tuesdays is what they call it. Mm-hmm. 
And they were like, yeah, we're playing bands, like two great songs by the same band. So nobody would just one hit, like Carly Rae Jepsen. And, and Rachel and I just looked at each other. We were like, oh, God, I'm so glad Joey didn't hear that. <laughs> <laughs> like, But we both thought of you at the same time when we were driving the car. I think it was this Tuesday. I forgot to tell you. Nothing else to report in terms of he's still not running for president, it seems. But Definitely not. We have one more thing to do, Joe. The Fast and Furious Minute, Minute 43, a minute I called because I didn't want to ro- spoil our trivia question. Yes. Uh, minute 43, Dear Heavenly Spirit. Dear Heavenly uh, Spirit. Spirit, thank you. Uh, thank you for providing us with the direct port nitrous uh, injection. Four core intercoolers and ball bearing turbos and um, titanium valve springs. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Not bad. Praise <laughs> of the car gods, man. <laughs> He's not the best. What do you want? Uh, Practice. Thank you, girl. Look who it is. Old coyotes are us. <laughs> I thought you weren't hungry, pumpkin. You know, I gotta eat. He's always hungry. All right, sit down. I think that's a good title for it. I like it. I wouldn't change that. I really like that. So in this minute, as you just heard, Jesse says grace at the barbecue, and then Vince returns and sits down at the table. We talk about this later, but it's kind of interesting that we actually suss this out later in the episode, and I think it's a pretty good conversation, so I'm not going to go over it or step on that. But it's interesting that Dom has the chain, which is a cross, and Jesse gets away with saying heavenly spirit. Like, yeah. it's it's very open. It's very accepting of Dom to not force you know, his beliefs on Jesse. Yeah. So. Uh, and that actually brings me to my, I, I put in here five different screenshots, five different faces. Cause there's like, cause this minute, there's some great faces. Literally not a lot happens. Like we say that a lot, no. but here they're, they're just praying. And then Vince shows up. Like that's basically the minute. Right. But there's yeah. these great faces. And I wrote down which face hits you hardest. There's Dom's watch it face to Leon. Cause like Jesse's struggling. And Leon says spirit, say spirit. And it feels like Dom is like, I appreciate the help, but like, let the kid get it on his own. He got this. I think he, he looks he looks a little focused. He looks like, yeah. Then I've got Mia's aw puppy face to Jesse as he prays, which I think is one of my favorite. Like, I just love. I love it. I love this Mia face. Oh yeah, she's like she's like she's she's warmed. She's yep. heart warmed. Is the face? Uh, it's her maternal side for sure. And then we cut to Brian making eyes at her, and then she looks over at Brian, and she's just like, "What are you doing, my man? Like, not now." Yeah, she's side eyeing him for and sure. And then at the end here, when Jesse completes the prayer, Dom's just like, "My man, you na- <laughs> you nailed that prayer. Yeah, you made that you made that prayer your bitch." Yeah. Like from uh, Talladega Nights. What's your favorite of these five faces? Mine is definitely the Mia. Like Mia's, oh, puppy. Like just like the sweetness. Just like, oh, Jesse, you're trying so hard. I like the Mia side eye on Brian. Like, keep in your pants right now, bud. We're doing a prayer. Yeah. And my brother is literally right there. Yeah, exactly. Dom being stoked on Jesse getting the prayer out is good, too. But I like the Mia, Mia side eye. But we also have the very important thing is we finally have at this minute confirmation of our theory from last episode. Yes, this this was a huge revelation, guys. Part of this is because there's like a continuity error in terms of where things are placed, but in this minute now, we officially have the Snapple in front of Dom, and you made a particular note that I, I missed. I was just so... You missed it? I think so. I didn't oh. make a note, but point it out. What, what's, what's the home run here? Dom definitely takes a sip of Snapple. Amazing. Yeah, he's drinking the Snapple. He's not, he's not drinking a Corona. And I wonder, so what? there's six Coronas on the table, 
They always have like yeah. a six pack there. I wonder if Dom's taking one for the team. He's just like, you guys can have it. I'll take the Snapple. No, no, no. I think that this this lays into our uh, nightcap Snapple theory from before. Okay. That maybe, you know, sometimes he just wants to cut a Snapple in there. He was cooking all day. He's probably hot from the grill. He's like, let me get Snapple in me first. We're going to be boozing after. This is going to be an all-day party. I don't need a Corona yet. Okay. You know, this is my house. I'm going to be drinking all night. I do this sometimes, too. You're like, hey, I just want I just want a water for right now. I know that I'm going to be boozing. This is my house, and, like, I don't have to go to sleep or drive home, so I'm good. Yeah, playing the long game. Yeah, it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. Exactly. Well, what did you notice in this minute? There's not a lot here that you that is really for you. I mean, there's a lot of... Not a lot of movement. There's no cars in here. We're in the same scene as last time when we picked out all the other stuff. Things I noticed, he uses Kingsford charcoal, which, you know, people love Kingsford. It's consistent. I'm, I'm not a fan. I use Royal Oak. Kingsford's kind of like the big name, though, right? Like, that's like the main one. Kingsford's standard. Yeah. So, like, a lot of, like, the barbecue competition guys use Kingsford because you're like, you know what you're getting. They've been making it for years. Right. Recipe hasn't changed type thing. I noticed there's some kind of long garden tools sitting next to the back porch deck you know like the exit of the of the back of the house mm-hmm. so there's like some weird garden tool sitting there and also that's where their hose connect is those are the things that i noticed in this minute you had it in the in the thing what's in the brown bowl and i looked i asked rachel for confirmation we've we've come together and said we think it's tortilla chips okay which would lead to like you know how we said there's we the thought salsa. there was salsa yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what I'm thinking. The bowl isn't a weird thing, though. If you look at the bowl, I thought that they had thrown, like, the cap of a Cholula hot sauce yeah. underneath it. But I think the bowl, like, it's, you know how it looks like it's kind of, like, tilted? It looks like it's sitting on, like, a cork or something. Yeah, I think that the bowl might have feet on it. Oh, and it's, like, okay. meant to, like, open like that. But, yeah, I thought it was sitting on, like, a cork or, like, the top of a Cholula bottle because, you know, how it's, like, round and yes. yeah, yeah, wooden. Yeah. So I thought they threw one of those under it to, like, tilt the bowl to be like, hey, here, you know what I mean? Like, you can reach in easier. But right. I don't think so. I think it's the feet of the bowl. Okay. So that kind like of a serving sense. bowl for yeah. chips that's meant to be open like that. I do want to point out that the, I don't know how I missed this literally every time I watch this movie, but the look who it is, old coyotes are us. Ha <laughs> I thought you weren't hungry, pumpkin. Like That is such a good line. Uh, I put that on Twitter. Yeah. We had a couple of people respond. I had Ben's already responded. Wells already responded. Like this early movie, people are smitten by. It's it's such a good line, such a good character moment. Like we were t- again talking about. I feel like this is what we happen. Like when we record the back half before the front half, we sort of, we keep teasing the back half. But like we talk about like what we love about these movies, we keep saying it over and over again. But it's these character moments. It's just them sitting. Like it's not the action scenes. Yeah. It's not the car stuff for me. It's just them like bragging on each other, right? And just like bonding yep. with each other. And th- it's just wonderful. Feels familial. As we're doing the minutes again, next time we do another rankings, this one's gonna move up for you. It's just too classic. You know what I mean? Like you didn't have the the stick of it yet. But, like, now, it's going to have to creep up your list. I'm not saying that it should or I want any influence on it. I'm just saying the more you watch it and the more you pick up notes like, oh, look, old coyotes are us, you'll start to love it more like we do. It very well may. I mean, I don't not love it. I just love I know. other ones more. I'm saying, though, but, like, as you as it starts to permeate your brain, like, deeper and deeper, you're going to be like, yep, I get that's it. great. And in regards to that line, I think that's the trivia question. We talked about this a little bit today earlier on Facebook is, what nickname does Leon call Vince? We got Old Coyotes RS. We got yes. Pumpkin. We got yes. Sugar. We got Sweet Potato. We got A and B are correct or A and C are correct. So obviously it's A and B, Old Coyotes RS, and Pumpkin. Both pumpkin, I never, are. I don't, I didn't remember that at all. That one slips right by me. I thought you were a pumpkin. Yeah, I know. I, like, I, I would get this one wrong. I won't now because, like, the pumpkin thing stands out in my head so much now that you pointed it out. I wouldn't have gotten it 
if you would have asked me earlier. You know, now we know. Now, I mean, we're becoming intimately familiar with this movie in a way that is both very cool and a little bit scary. Yeah, Liz seemed like she was a little... <laughs> like, you guys really know these movies. Like, just in like a... That was like the kind of... Like, if we were in person, like, she'd like, be like, I'm going to go get another drink now, but I'll be, I'll definitely be back. Yeah, you're, we're, we're good. You're cool. I've had, didn't we... Did we talk about this on here? That, like, somebody would be like, oh, like, you guys like The Fast and the Furious. And I'm like... Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. How you say that you just, like, let them lead the conversation? Yeah, because I'm like, I don't know how deep you want to get into this. And, like, at this point, we've seen these a lot of times. So, like, if you want to start talking about them, like, we have wild theories about everything. So, like, I'll just, you open it. Yeah. Any other thoughts about the Fast and Furious Minute or anything else in the opening before we take a break and bring in Liz to talk about Fast and Furious? No, oh, but I did remember something. On the back half of this episode, I don't mention any of the cool old cars in this movie. Okay. And considering we're doing the, the kicking, kicking it old it school, old school yep. lap. And this movie is probably one of the greatest for old cars. There's, there's a lot a of options lot, here. There's a lot of really cool old cars, but we get Liz to talk in. We'd much rather hear her than me talk about the cool old cars in the movie. So, so what, what cool cars are there in this movie that you want to shout out right now? This is the one that we get. The Grand National that Wes mentions all the time. Okay. Like he said, he really liked the Grand National. There's that in it. Oh, fuck. What else do we have? We had Dom has a Chevelle in this. You get the 70 Plymouth that's Letty's car. There's just like a whole bunch of cool old cars in it. Like, I actually think that there's more old American cars in this one than probably any of the other ones. There's like old Camaros. There's old Impalas. Just like tons of cool old shit. The Charger. Dom has a Charger in this one, too. Yep. There's just like exorbitant amount of old American cars in this one that I never remember in it. Because like, you know, we see Brian with the Skyline. And I'm like, oh, like, because this, this is the second time Brian has a Skyline, right? So it's kind of distracting for me because, like, he has one in two, and then he has a bunch in this one. Well, a bunch. He picks a bunch. There's so many cool old American cars in it that I never pay attention to, so. Yeah. Well, glad you could kick it old school there for a second. But let's take a break yeah, just and for let's a second. go to the back half and not talk about cars basically at all. So, nope. We'll be right back. Number 78, Fast and Furious. And this episode is brought to you by Plymouth. The Plymouth Roadrunner was a mid-sized car with a focus on performance built by Plymouth in the United States between 68 and 1980. Thank you, Plymouth. Thank you indeed, Plymouth, for this movie. The, you know, what better way to reboot a brand like Plymouth than by rebooting the franchise of Fast and Furious. So thank you, Plymouth. Shout out, Plymouth. There were rumblings that you were going to get another sponsor, a different sponsor for this one, and one maybe a little bit more exotic, but maybe we'll save that for a future episode. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, I talked to them and they didn't want to come through. So, <laughs> Well, with us today. So Joe, here's the thing. So you are, you like to remain a little bit anonymous behind a shroud okay. of anonymity online. Sounds good. Uh, you're just Joe too. Mm-hmm. Uh, your wife is just Rachel. Mm-hmm. Our guest today, just Liz. Hello, Liz. Hi, hello. So Liz is someone that I met, I think, this. I don't even know if I know, it's not like there's a story <laughs> behind here, but this is the first time I've ever, ever really spoken to Liz. Uh, Liz found Cage Club and listened to Cage Ooh. Club and then, you know, followed me on Twitter and yep. uh, we're just sort of Twitter friends. And then I don't remember how this came about. She's seen some of the Fast and Furious movies, not all of them, 
but when she was we were looking for guests, she was down, and so we're going to learn all that stuff. But is any of that story incorrect? Are we good? Is that is that the story? I don't remember the story. Is that the story? Yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Yeah, I actually I think Cage Club was what got me into podcasts to begin oh, with. Wow, um, I don't know if I knew that. Yeah, I I had a friend who had recommended to me um, how did this get made, okay. and it was like the episode on Con Air or something like that, and I was like, oh my god, people make podcasts talking about movies and Nicolas Cage movies. Like, let me see if I can find <laughs> something that fits this like incredible niche industry. I found, and then you guys came up as like yep. the top result for Nicholas Cage we have podcast. A podcast for you, of course. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, oh my god, this is exactly what I've wanted to like hear people talk about that no one wants to talk to me about. <laughs> you took things to the next level to a level that I have not taken. You had a wonderful Mandy costume for Halloween last year, which was pretty. Oh wonderful. my gosh, yes, it was awesome. How have you never had a Nicholas Cage Halloween costume? By the way, well, so I don't really <laughs> dress up a lot. You know, I mean, we talked about it. Our friends, Chris, podcast friends, who I've met through him yeah i guess he has a, a shroud of anonymity too they had the Nicolas cage halloween party last year and i just went in my cage club t-shirt which i'm actually wearing right now as well it's under a hoodie Ooh. but I, I wanted to if i had more drive i would have been spider-man would be the gosling if you had more drive did oh. I? <laughs> I always thought i mean we talked about it, i think on that podcast but i always wanted that scorpion jacket and then i'm like as soon as i'm like attractive <laughs> enough to wear it like i'm no longer i'm cool too cool enough. to wear it like it's yeah, just there's exactly. no there's no middle ground either you're like you shouldn't be wearing it for one reason or you shouldn't be wearing it for the other reason yep. but boy oh boy do i still want that jacket but yeah i would have been spider-man noir but i just didn't oh that would have been a good one there's like a how to do it online if you want to get like the official or whatever the official like it's like hundreds of dollars i was like i'm not gonna do this like you can sort of bootleg (laughs) it but who has that kind of money i don't know yep anyway before we get further into the episode before we talk about fast and furious number four i have a murky history a murky understanding of your understanding of the fast and furious franchise so i would like to know which of these movies have you seen When first? When was the what was the first one you saw? When was the first time you saw this one? And I asked you, Joey. I I, I was like, if you have rankings, <laughs> rank them. And she's like, I'm laughing at you right now. So I don't know exactly yeah. what that means, but you know, <laughs> okay. hit us with it. What's your experience with the franchise? I saw the original in the movie theater at the time it came out. I've always been really into action movies. Okay. Um, I don't know like who I went with or anything. I just know that I saw it in the theater when it came out. How old were you when you saw it in the theaters? I, I, I know you're not supposed to ask a lady her age, but I want to get some uh, ground <laughs> rules here of like where you were in 2001. Teenager, younger, 2001. Older. Oh, geez. Yeah, I would have been like in middle school. Okay. That was like the cool thing to go see with cool, your Cool, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Do you go with like a, you probably went with like a whole group of friends then, right? I must have gone with my friends. There's no way my parents would have seen that movie with me. <laughs> Yeah. In 2009, I remember going to see Fast and Furious. So I don't even remember seeing. I I must I might have not gone to see any of the other movies in between these two. Okay. But I definitely went in 2009. Yeah. My roommate in college is a huge Paul Walker fan. I mean, who Um, isn't? mm -hmm. So yes, we we had to go for that reason alone. And then I (laughs) I haven't seen any other ones since. I really wanted to see the one that James Wan directed. I think that was. Fast 7? Yeah, Furious 7. Yep. Mm -hmm. They got great reviews. And I remember thinking at the time, I was like, wow, this is amazing. Like, this 
got great reviews and had an interesting director. And then it just completely fell off my radar. Um, it's just really hard to get into a series when you just haven't been following it the whole time. Sure. Yeah, it happens. Yeah. Well, what I love about your history with this franchise is that you basically saw the same movie twice. Like you saw the <laughs> origin story. You picked a really good two to skip because they're like not very pivotal. I mean, we There's, love them. Yeah, but they're not like important story-wise between one and four. Right. Oh, okay, good. Okay. Yeah, I don't think, I, it seemed like I wasn't missing too much, actually. So no, because this is a quick history of the franchise, and I think that, you know, everybody who's listening knows this, and I think they're probably tired of us talking about it, but, like, they had one director for one, then they had a different director for two, and then this guy, Justin Lin, came in for three, for Tokyo Drift, mm, okay. and he directed three through six, and he's back for nine, and he was going to do seven, I think, as well, but there was a conflict or whatever, so they brought in James Wan, but he's kind of the guy who took this franchise from being a movie like a series about cars and about action into like the biggest franchise in the world this is sort of in a way a reboot because in two and three dom like the vin diesel character is not in there the michelle rodriguez character is not in there brian's only in two uh mia's not in either of them so like they're basically almost separate stories altogether brian's in the first two this is like okay now we know what the series is supposed to look like visually aesthetically look like and feel like Let's kind of bring people back on board. Mm, Let's get them back. And literally the tagline is new model, original parts. Like we know what you loved about the original movie. We're going to do it here. So I think it's, you don't have to have seen two and three. Like if you liked, if you enjoyed this experience, and we'll get to that in a second, you can just continue from here. Like you don't have to go back and see two and three. I would recommend that you do. But like five is maybe the best one in the franchise. Six Mm -hmm. is another one of the best ones in the franchise. Like you can just continue on from here and not have to go back or you're not missing anything. I did pause while I was watching the movie to look up who the director was because I think there were <laughs> there's several scenes where it's very obvious that it is like this is a movie with the male gaze in mind. <laughs> like, sure. I was like, this is definitely a male director doing this movie, um, which I guess is given given the action genre. But um, yeah, I was chuckling to myself. So, I'm, but I'm actually curious. You know, since this was in 2009, to see some of the later ones he directed, if his style changed at all since then. I think they just got bigger budgets. Like, it just became bigger. Yeah. He commits more to the style, if anything, right? Like, it, it keeps it keeps <laughs> okay. the same feel, but it's just like, yeah. We don't have to take this as official rankings, but do you remember back to the first one? Do you like this one more or less than the first one, or is it so long ago that you can't even compare the two? I probably can't compare the two. I don't know. I always, like... I feel in most franchises, I tend to like either the original or the sequel. The original usually just because it's the fresh and new idea sure. at mm-hmm. the time. So I'm leaning towards that. But I think I should go back and rewatch it after this and see how they... So you've also only seen them once, too. Or like this probably is the second time for this one. It's not yeah, like you've been like that, watching right. just these two separately right. forever over and over again. <laughs> no, no, I haven't rewatched the original in a while. This one, I definitely... The opening scene, I vividly remembered. And, you know, given the kind of opening scene it is, I was like, oh, well, that's why I would have remembered it. Yeah. And then I remember I saw... I might have seen one of the later ones... When I was traveling abroad, um, weirdly, I just remember being like Vietnam or Cambodia or something. And they had this like a subtitled movie. And it was when Letty's character comes back with like amnesia or something like that. Okay, so that's Very, yep. yeah. Lots of confusing things happening in that movie. And I was like, I don't know what's going on. Well, maybe I'll watch six then and then I'll understand what happened. <laughs> I've said this a lot on, on the show, but the way that I got into the franchise is from something you've mentioned already was that How Did This Get Made covered the fifth one, and I was always watching oh. <laughs> the movie before they covered it, and so I watched the movie, and I was like, oh, this is really good. And at the end of five, and this is kind of a spoiler, but you know she comes back anyway, at the yeah. end of five in the post credit scene, 
it's The Rock and Ava Mendez. He's and she drops on the desk. She's like, "Look who's back!" And it's Michelle Rodriguez. I'm like, I don't know who this person is. But so you, <laughs> you see in this movie that like if you don't really know a lot about the franchise, she's probably one of the few things that you think you know. But she's only in 20 minutes of this, and then mm-hmm. the one you see later, she's not really herself. So like it, you have a very, I feel like a weird warped perception of what Michelle Rodriguez's <laughs> yeah. involvement is. But also, it makes total sense. I mean, my perception in this movie, I was like, oh, she's my favorite character. I remember really liking her, and then she's just not. And then I was like, well, and now she's gone. So. Well, if you like her, there's a short film before this one called Los Bondoleros that Vin Diesel directed, and it's kind of the best Letty that we ever get. So if you, yep. it's not okay. super easy to find. I think you can probably find it online somewhere. You find it on YouTube. Right? No, not Los Bondoleros is not. The Turbocharged Prelude is. Los Bondoleros oh. is not. No, there's a 10-minute version, but that's not the full thing, and it looks like okay. somebody just filmed their screen with their camera. So I don't think that's exactly <laughs> what you want to do. No, that's not what you want to do. All right, before we get into the discussion, though, and I'm going to skip some of these because you don't necessarily know who some of these characters are, but I want to do some either-or, some lightning round questions. No wrong answers, just oh, what geez. you think. This is who you are. Later in the episode, we're going to do a character quiz, and we're going to see who oh, you no. are in the franchise. But these are just okay. some either-or, which one do you think you are? So first question up, do you think you're more of a Brian or more of a Dom? Are you more of a Paul Walker or more of a Vin Diesel? Oh, God, that's a hard decision. <laughs> oh, God, probably more of a Dom. Just brooding-wise or family-wise? I just, honestly, I Brian's character whines so much in this movie <laughs> that I can't identify with him. I feel like Liz and Carol would get along pretty well based on that one sentence alone. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Now, similar question. Two other characters in this movie. Are you more of a Mia or more of a Letty? More of a Jordana Brewster or Michelle Rodriguez? Oh, I hope I'm more of a Letty. Oh, okay. We do not have very many Lettys, so that you are in rarefied air there. I like the lack of confidence. She said, I hope that I'm more of a Letty. Yeah. Do you think you're more of a Mia and hope you're a Letty? <laughs> no, I think I'm a Letty. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Uh, now, this is something that comes up that they mention a couple times in this movie. Are you more a fan, in terms of cars, of American muscle or imports? Are you more like oh. the old school Dodge Challenger, Dodge Charger, like the car Dom yeah. drives, or the like the tuners, the Japanese cars and stuff? No, American. Okay. Very cool. Muscle. It's not actually a huge plot point in this. Dom does order one, but are you more a fan of Corona or Belgian mm-hmm. ale? Dangerous question for these times. <laughs> Oh, very true. Uh-huh. Yes. not uh, It's a trigger word. It's a trigger the, beer, the Mexican beer known as Corona Servas. Distributed uh-huh. by Anheuser-Busch? Question mark? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Belgian. Okay. Yes. Yeah, stay healthy. Stay home, stay healthy. Drink Belgian <laughs> ale. That's not fair. Corona needs your help, too. I know, I know, I know. All right, now, Liz, we are pulling a job. The three of us are going to do a job. Are you mm-hmm. a racer or are you a designer? Are you the one who's going to be at HQ? Are you the man in the chair? Or are you out in the field? Are you helping us actually take down the prize? Uh, designer. Okay. Okay. In a movie that you have not seen yet, there is a rather large bank heist or money heist and say we all win we either you know win the lottery or we steal 10 million dollars or whatever we all go to this the casino we play roulette are you going to put it all on red or are you going to put it all on black do i have to put it all on something yes uh black any reason no okay they're just first gut instinct there's a few more that like Again, adhere to movies that you don't necessarily need the context for, but we're on that job. That we're the job before. There's something. There's a death-defying stunt. Are you more likely? Are you more prone to want to jump a car into a plane? Like there's a plane taking off on a runway. Do you want to drive a car into the plane before it takes off? Or no spoilers. Or would you rather jump a car out of a plane fueled by GPS guidance? You're not going to get hurt either way. (laughs) 
but what level of excitement are you more inclined to uh, to handle? These are great options. Um, Thank you. I well, you should watch five of... and six then. <laughs> you say out of? I guess out of the plane. That's where I am, but that's not a very common answer. I feel like most people are kind of scared, even though we yeah, have I, a disclaimer. Yeah. I mean, do I have a parachute? Yeah, your car has a parachute. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. Is the word oil <laughs> one syllable or two? Wait, one syllable. Oil. Okay. Oh, my God. Now I'm like thinking about it, though. It's a tough one. That's a tough Shoot. one. Yeah, I'm like, maybe it is too. We could also do, and I don't know if we want to start it today or if we want to, you know, put this argument to rest, but we could also ask, how do you pronounce the moving image extension, file extension? No, I don't want to hear that because I'll just get frustrated. <laughs> yeah, okay, I get it. Too close to home. There's one correct answer and then an answer that a lot of people think is the right answer, and yeah. Now, Liz, if I am correct in my memory, and this might not be right, I think you live on the East Coast. Is that correct? The Mid-Atlantic? Yes. Yes. So yep. neither of these places are necessarily near you. They're, they're not near us but are you more fan have you had either in and out or whataburger oh uh yeah i've had both and which do you prefer uh in and out why just eating there more <laughs> but it's significantly better and tastier oh, and God. a much better Loaded option question right? I, I was yeah. just, just a follow-up question that's yes. just how you ask it yeah, okay exactly sure i went to whataburger and it was not all it was hyped up to be granted Thank my expectations you. were like sky high am, because my husband loves that place that's a bigger but... question okay yeah no i don't think anybody's hyping whataburger like that's <laughs> not are. that's the problem that you're not seeing is that they do hype whataburger who does everyone from texas yes doesn't Wes is all about P. Terry's, I think. Right? I know, but yeah, but Wes doesn't even like food. It's it a Texas thing for sure. Yes. Yeah. So the expectations were high, but the product was just okay. Yeah, my, yeah it's mediocre. My, it's <laughs> that's what I think of In and Out. It's we're not going to litigate this again. We're going to have this argument every time that we have. No matter what happens, we're going to get angry there. Okay, there's kind of a dark question here. Would you rather die in a fiery explosion or drown in icy water? Oh my God, fiery explosion. Wow, okay, cool. Yeah, easy. No context. Revenge of the Nerds or The Dark Knight? The Dark Knight. Okay. We are out pulling the job. We're like, Joe and I are in the back. We're, you know, we need five minutes. We need you to distract people, do your thing. And your thing in this, in, in this instance question. is to sing a karaoke song, a cappella, or with karaoke, God. whatever. What song are you singing? God, I don't even know. Probably song. Like- don't stop believing. That's the okay. only thing I really know all the lyrics to. <laughs> okay, that's fine. It's a good choice, though. End of the Sopranos, right? Don't, Don't stop. stop. Black. All right. Okay. Final question. <laughs> And this is that worked you, really well. Sorry, you did so good. You don't have a full the full roster to pick from because you haven't seen all the movies. But of the movies that you've seen, maybe specifically this movie, do you have a favorite character? Uh, I would okay say if you don't. Letty, but then she isn't in it. <laughs> no, but Letty's great. She's a good choice. She definitely is a good choice. We can go with Letty. That's totally fine. Uh, so now to, to begin the conversation, before we dive deep into Fast and Furious, this lap, we are calling it the Kicking It Old School Lap, because in our off weeks and our bonus episodes, Joe and I are talking about a lot of movies with classic cars and them, classic car movies, mm-hmm. movies with throwback cars, whatever. So there's a couple different questions since we are Kicking It Old School. You can answer one of these. You can answer more than one of these. Do you have a favorite car movie? Do you have a Barbie dream car? Like, what's the car you want more than anything else? Do you have a favorite car in this movie or a favorite car stunt in this movie? Or if you hate cars and all things about cars, you can just say that too. We can skip this all together. It's funny because this is actually one of the questions I was going to uh, pose to you guys about you know what? car chase movies and how this one stacks up against some other movies. <laughs> 
favorite car movie, Mad Max Fury Road. Okay. For sure. okay. Very good, good choice. Yeah. Very good yeah. Little Charlize, little crossover Charlize going mm-hmm. on there. That's a great one. I think that's like an instant, you know, number one classic now after I saw it. Car that I would like. I really like the Dodge Charger and I really like the Charger that Vin Diesel's character drives in this okay. movie. Cool. Um, cool. Yeah. <laughs> would I ever be able to drive it? No, because I don't drive stick shift, but I dream. Totally fair. It's not hard. That's why it's called the Barbie dream car. Yeah, Barbie yeah. dream car, though. The thing about the franchise, and to answer your question in a sort of roundabout way, is that as the movies go on, they kind of become less about cars and more about the stunts. And I feel like... Yeah, they become more action yeah. movies. And yes. you said you like action movies. So. Yes. Mm-hmm. Is there a stunt in here that you like? Is there a car moment in here that you like? Because I feel like there's a yeah. lot of just chases and races. It's not really, like, spectacular. It's not even, like, two where they're jumping a car onto a boat or, you know, let alone the later things. Like, there's not a lot of stunts in this movie. It's a lot of races and, like, you know, underground races yeah. literally yeah. and whatever i really really enjoy the way that the letty race is shot when the car flips and the dom like premonition Mm -hmm. thinking part i think that that's really just interesting from the perspective that you're like standing in one place and you watch the crash unfold around you type thing so i do like that as a stunt i think that that's what stands out to me but you're right this one is low on stunts comparatively to the other ones like is there a movie with fewer or less spectacular stunts in this one maybe the first one maybe three Maybe Tokyo Drift, it's a lot of racing. I don't think there's like even a jump in Tokyo Drift. You just got the mountain. In here, like we almost start at the biggest stunt is the him kind of Tokyo yeah. drifting under the oil tanker, right? Like that feels That's pretty much it, yeah. Of all the things that feel kind of feels the most breathtaking, death defying, right? So they had to rein it back in so that they could ramp you back up through the stunts, right? Because like you're on a tear now. When you hit four, when then you hit five, six, seven you're going like up, like the trajectory gets real high. I get that they had to like be like, okay, stop. We're going to start back at racing. We'll just go from there and just build and build and build. Like I I know it doesn't necessarily fit into this because it's a different story they're telling, but it almost feels like this movie should have visited race wars, like to really kind of reground us in a way, right? Yeah, I think it was more of like a time slash plot issue. Mm-hmm. And without Letty there, it would be kind of weird for them to, like they would have had to like go back to like look for clues for Letty or something and then we'd have spent you know 15 minutes at Race Wars that I don't yeah. think that they had but we could have had one like where they pour one out for Letty at Race Wars they could have had like races in her honor man man oh man I'm thinking all the possibilities saying, you know, you're 15, 15 minutes deep into the scene <laughs> I know and this movie you know without the credits closes at a, under it's like an hour 39 58 I was like this is a beautiful thing because um, that's the other thing Liz that's starting in movie five and going through Hobbs and Shaw they're all like Two hours. plus. Yeah. Oh, so, really? Yeah. So the first wow. four are shorter. Like they're like an hour 45. Then from here on out, mm-hmm. they're all longer. So this is kind of like the last bastion of a relatively brief movie. Then we're all like solid half hour, which is great for us. But in terms of like the pacing, this is kind of perfectly paced, I think. So now the big question, the, the question of the hour, did you enjoy this movie? Um, It was okay. All right. Okay. I don't think yeah. I would go back and like rewatch it again. Did you like it enough to continue? Like, do you like the characters and the type of action, or is this something that because given that you like action movies, do yeah. you see these as the kind of movies that you would like? Like, are you interested in learning more or seeing more in the franchise? I think I definitely want to watch the James Wan 
directed okay. one just because I heard such glowing reviews about it. I want to check out and see how they did with it. I mean, this <laughs> the script for this movie is like not good. The line delivery is not good. Um, well, you should I think watch it too. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I realize we're working with like Paul Walker and Vin Diesel, and it's like I feel like people that enjoy both of those actors enjoy these movies a lot, mm-hmm. but they're not very, to me at least, very magnetic characters they're not magnetic actors in any sense so then it's hard to like really get invested in to the movie because their performances are just kind of cardboard but then i'm intrigued by you know knowing that later movies have jason statham in them who i think is like hilarious he's such a great he brings like such energy to any movie he's in um so I think I'd be willing to check those out as well, just just for him. Because he enters in Seven, so that kind of checks off two boxes wow. there. But okay, he's not great. funny. He's not yeah. funny in Seven, though. He's no, very he's serious in Seven. He's got yeah. maybe the funniest moment in the entire franchise in Eight. Like he's got this adorable, delightful action scene in Eight that you, I think you would really like. But the difficult thing about Seven and Eight, they're kind of the only two movies that are inaccessible that you can't really, yeah, you yeah. can't really just jump into. Like you can watch them, like they're you're going to enjoy them if you if you're ever going to enjoy them, like you would enjoy them. But like to get the full extent like you kind of need to do five and six first because like they have payoffs like there's so many entry points in the series that are good entry points like six maybe kind of sort of isn't now that you're on four seven and eight are worth seeing and eight is kind of widely regarded as like the least the the worst the least good (laughs) one but i i would say if you want to get to seven you could just jump straight to seven but owe it to yourself as an action movie fan and someone who wants to enjoy seven to watch five and six first oof all right i gotta suffer to i mean what else is going on right now to get to the reward yeah what's going on five and six are arguably like some of the best action movies in the past decade honestly like they really are like irregardless of what we're like we're trying to do here like people love them yes like just for as pure action movies like people are like these are a blast yeah. so okay i think you'd like them like i if think you do like action movies yeah three and five one kind of but like in the order five and then three and then one are the order like that i would just like to anybody just be like hey go like watch one of those movie, and even go. If don't, yeah mm-hmm. even if you haven't seen the movie even if you don't like don't like the actors don't know the world whatever Five is just like a kind of a perfect, really well-paced, exciting action movie that's kind of like Ocean's Eleven with cars. Oh, okay. Highly would recommend that one. We have a now theory that has minor references that Five is actually the Italian job, too. Oh. <laughs> we found online at some point, and we cannot validate. Like, we don't know where that fact went. We don't know what happened to it. But we we read it somewhere at one point. That, like, but... the script was readapted. There was an Italian job, too. It got yep. readapted and just became Fast and Furious Five. So what about this movie did you like? I know that you were caught off guard before we started recording. We were talking about how you were surprised, really surprised, to see Gal Gadot in here. Did you like her in this movie? You were sort of surprised to see that she's not only in this movie, but a couple more. Did you like her performance, her inclusion in this movie? It's the same problem with um, Mia's character, where they're just, Mm. you know, they're not really fully fleshed female characters. They're just sort of there to exist next to the male characters and this sort of gets back to the whole the director is a guy and the movie is made for men therefore the women have very stereotypical bit action parts but i think you know given with what she was given she was fine so dom is supposed to be really upset about letty dying right but he doesn't like emote in this movie at all like he's like in his feelings and he's kind of brooding but he like doesn't cry he just has like the stoic rage And then, like, midway through the movie, he's, like, kind of flirty and coy with this, like, new woman character. And I was like, put it, like, what is happening here? (laughs) As I was watching it this time, I was thinking, Joey, 
do you think there was a point in the script writing where they were going to replace Letty with Gal? That's an, that's an interesting question. Mm-hmm. Because like through the first half of the movie, it really seems like they were trying to figure it out. But then you get to the point where, you know, they're sitting next to the car and she's like, you know, what, what do you like in a 80% woman? angel, 20% devil. Yeah. And he's like, and she's yeah. like, that doesn't sound anything like me. And he's like, it ain't. So like. <laughs> I, I do wonder because like we have a couple different Letty replacements in this franchise, right? Like she is a literal brunette woman, a strong assertive woman yes. in this franchise in this movie Badass, in the next yeah. movie we get a romantic replacement for letty so he's like filling the letty void with different parts of letty's personality i don't even know if it's dom filling the void as much as the screenwriters i think yeah. i don't know that you would ever again to your ongoing theory that people are like chris morgan and justin lynn and vin diesel listen are listening to, to feedback I yeah. don't know where this fits in because I feel like Letty was so beloved that I don't think you would ever – and we got to get to that at some point. Maybe we got to figure out what happened to her. Like did she leave by choice? Like mm. I don't know what happened to Letty because it feels like – They kind of wrote her out. The best parts – the best movies in the franchise, she's not in or she's not really Letty. Yeah, yeah, true. So I don't know. It's, it's weird, man. I was trying to figure out at this point, do you think they were testing out if Gal could replace Letty, because we know that, like, as of right now, Letty's gone, right? Like, we don't, we we don't yeah. have an idea that she's coming back yet. Right. We see him flirting with Gal, but then he does that. You ain't. Were they working it to make it like? Um, I guess it depends on how you warm need up to, to replace her? her. Are you saying replace her in every regard or in specific regards? Every regard, like there'd be no more Letty Gal going forward, and then she's in a relationship with Dom. Yes. Mm, I feel like if that was the case, then he would be like, he's flirty with her because how can you not yeah. be? But there's like no deeper connection. He establishes very early here that like, I'm not, we're, this is not going to happen. And maybe it doesn't feel like not now. It just feels like not at all. Yeah. She's kind of feeling like the, you know, like the stripper with a heart of gold archetype in this movie where she's like with the villains. But then in the end, she has a change of heart and she was good after all and helps them out. Do you here's a here's a quick question for you. Do you know her character's name? Uh no. <laughs> That's because she's not named in this movie. Oh my yeah. god, are you serious? She doesn't have a name. And really? she also no. is not there there's something like she's not named in five or like she's only mentioned once. Like she's basically not named for like two of the three movies. It's it's why it's not good. Yeah. It's it's not good. She's just a woman. Like <laughs> And I think, you know, obviously it's not good to have that, but I also it feels worse in retrospect, given that she is now maybe like one of our two or three like leading Very female famous. action. Like behind right. Scarlett Johansson, it might be like she might be two, right? Like in terms of like action yeah. lead being Wonder Woman, being in these movies, being whatever, it's her. Like it's just yeah. it's Scarlett and then it's her to have reached such heights and then go back to here and be like, yes, I know it's her first movie, but also can't you give her a name? Is she really not named? For really some reason, not I thought named. her name was in the first, like, nope. in the first line of dialogue. No. Oh, in five, they show her ID or something on screen. Or maybe that's in this one, but, like, there's, like, a, you see her name, but no one says her name. She never introduces herself, which kind right. of fits in character that she's just, like, look, I'm going to take care of business here. But also, at the same time, she has a very intimate conversation with Dom. He might, he could just say, hey, Giselle, whatever, right? But no. Oh yeah, maybe they're really playing to like my psyche, where like I don't remember people's names, so it really wanted to draw me in (laughs) and make me feel comfortable watching the film. That like I didn't even need to remember this beautiful woman's name. Apparently, I'm like that as well. I don't, I don't have anything in my notes except just Gal Gadot multiple times. I'm like, okay, (laughs) exactly. This is another thought thought process I was having this time. Dom and Brian get away when 
Campos, Braga are trying and trying to shoot them at the end of the delivery, right? Yeah. Their thing is like, okay, we got your money. We took it. You were trying to kill us. We'll bring it back. He's like, oh, I don't know. Braga won't like that. And Dom's like, no, like we need you to bring it. But like Braga has to show up himself. And they're like, okay, like we'll try. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, how is that not the most alphabet boy setup that I've ever heard in my life that like you have to bring your boss to <laughs> deliver the money? Like, is it, do they, are, do they not expect that they're walking into like a uh, setup? Absolutely. Yes. Number one. Side note, I made a note of this. I want to know everything about who fake Braga, fake compost is. Like, I don't, like <laughs> yeah, who that is that guy? guy? And also, to your point, Joe, they could be like, okay, cool, we'll bring Braga, right? And then they yes. just bring some other guy, like the actual yep. Braga takes home. Like, we know in retrospect that, like, real Braga, who is being compost here, yes. was always going to be there because he's always been there because he's just like that very kind of we breaking, know that. breaking bad esque, like Tuco, you know, because he is like, he's basically exactly. still Tuco, right? Like, he's just, yep. I'm going to be there because I can't not be there because I need, like, I'm in this because I like the action. I can't quit the action. I have total control, yes. But, if he's not the guy and there is sort of like a Don, like a Tio Salamanca or whoever, right? Like a Gus Fring, mm-hmm. they could just bring someone else and like anyone. Yeah. What are the chances? Like if you're a drug, like if you're a drug kingpin and they're like, well, like the money's being held for ransom. They request that you show up. I'd be like, get the fuck out of here. Go kill them and get my money. Yeah. I don't need to be there. Like, I'm not going to be anywhere near this shit. That's why I'm the kingpin. Like, you go do the dirty work and just bring their heads back to me. Yeah. You know? It's a very weird thing. Like, I think that it was, like, the least streetwise move ever for Dom to be like, this is my request. But they listen. Like, it works. It, but yeah, it, it kind <laughs> of works. I know that they come in with a big squad, right? Like, because it's not, like, just Compost and fake Braga show up. They bring, like, the whole team. So, like, they're kind of prepared. How I can defend this is that aside from it just being an action movie, is that Dominic Toretto kind of has a reputation, right? Like, he's not just, yes. like, effectively in this movie, he is just a driver. Like, he, it's not like he just gets grandfathered in. Like, he has to win the race, so on and so forth, mm-hmm. right? And everybody kind of knows who he is anyways already. Yes. So he has yeah. a reputation. It's not like he's just, like, a nobody off the street. I can see that they think to a certain extent that, like, he deserves the respect. Plus, you know, he is wanted by the FBI or whatever. Like He's, he's a kind like, of this, a criminal. Yes. Yeah. To them... There's probably, like, you always run the risk of, like, is this just, like, an FBI, DEA, whatever setup? But I feel like the level of notoriety with which Dom has existed and leaves after the first movie and only comes back here because Letty is murdered, I think to that extent, they will be like, well, he's not really a risk. Like, he's, he might still be a risk because there's always a risk, but, like... But he even says, like, you're wanted by, like, a lot of people. So, like, he knows that, like, the heat's on Dom. This would be a perfect time for Dom to flip and work with the feds. That's what I'm trying to say. Like, I don't think that... I think they know that Dom never narked on nobody. <laughs> Oh, yeah. His reputation precedes him. I mean, yeah. this is one of, like, several very implausible things that happen in this Oh, of script, course. So. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing is that about these movies, like, what we're learning is that we can't really always fully articulate the action or why things happen. But, like, we love the character moments. Like, we love the conversation mm-hmm. of Mia and Brian in the diner. And I noticed this time oh, for the first the time. Ones. They're eating. And then Mia, like, before they have a conversation, Mia says to the waitress, we're almost done. I was like, whew, that's cool. But like, I love those little moments where it's like, you you learn the characters. Like I can't, what we love, I think about these movies is the characters. We don't, I mean, the action is great, but like we're in this. Yes. Their processings, why their choices, why are they making these choices psychologically? Right. Like that's what I want. I'm going to get into their heads. Mm -hmm. What is the driving factors behind these decisions that they're making? So 
that's what I like to think about. So like a lot of the times we'll be talking about like a scene or something like that, but it's really from the perspective of like, why would somebody believe Dom saying this or why would Dom try to do this mm-hmm. or, you know, these kind of things. Yeah. Those were like the two things I was really thinking about. Like Braga can't be that fucking stupid, right? Like this has to be. And then you're just like, I think to that end it's, it's arrogance. I think he just thinks he's bulletproof. Okay. So above the law type thing. Yeah. And if they don't know it's him already, then they would never have known it was him type situation i think so oh that's fair i think i get that i will say that was one of several plot twist moments like i felt for every plot twist like hook line and <laughs> in this movie. i was like oh my god it's not really him my husband was like well yeah <laughs> i'm picturing you in that room and then brian says to you you think what I'm thinking? You're like, no, I have no idea. What do you think? I can't. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> yeah. The thing that I really like about this, and I know that you said you, you you're not like in a mood to rewatch it immediately, is that when you do rewatch it, you see how many times that Compost tells you he's Braga in this movie, <laughs> like six or seven times. Like they're like sitting there, and he's like, Braga is just sitting. Just like one of us right here. You really said, man, I'm a No, man. no, no. He, no, I'm sorry. He said, he said, Braga is just like one of us. And like stops like with like an emphasis on the us. And there's another thing where he's like, if you rewatch it, you see that he, he, the character knows that yeah, it's him. Yeah, it makes sense that the villain would be in the movie the whole time in plain sight and not just have some like rando cameo at the end for no purpose. Yeah. Yeah. But he like gives you all these hints. Like he's like very, he's flexing it. So like when you go to watch the movie again, you're like, motherfucker, like he was telling me the whole time <laughs> it was him. He gave Mr. Police all the clues, just like the snowman. <laughs> yeah. I do want to point out a correction that when we were talking about, I think it was in the Nas Boost episode, Joe, when we were talking about Vin Diesel drinking the Red Bull and I was talking about Nas being an energy drink, I think we were talking yes. about dunking the tracker in two, but it's actually in this movie. So yeah. I need to correct. I need to make sure that we were not airing That's there. a scene that I always forget about in this movie. I remember, I remember it vividly. I just thought it was in two when, when they were trying to be tracked from uh, Carter Verone, but like, yes. it's, 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 it's the same element right it's like they're it's the same for the bad guy being followed by the police and it's the same thing this is something like i remember you talking about it i remember mike talking about it when he was on the lap and like a lot of you kept referencing it and i couldn't have told you where it was this was finally the time that i was watching it that i was like i picked up on like the he has to get the tracker out i don't know what it is but like somehow that part just like lulls me to sleep every time and like i just blank on like when that happened or how that happened. And like, this was the first time I was like, Oh, I should pay attention to this. I think this is the scene with like the tracker. <laughs> and he like has to like pick up the dash and stuff like that. They immediately go to the police station and they have a whole conversation. Like, Oh, he got rid of the, Here's tracker. the tracker. Yeah. And then they're like, this is the tracker. And he's like, spinning <laughs> all the cars for like five minutes. And like, no, I never remember that scene. Speaking of the uh, fast and furious minute. I also do want to point out that, you know, we, we gave, I especially gave Jesse, I mean, I think we both did gave jesse a lot of shit talking about you know how we pulled the chicken before saying grace but even i guess maybe he wasn't expecting to have to say grace but in yeah. this movie dom takes a bite first and Mia's like dom what are you doing like you know you have to say grace so <laughs> it's your own rules you can't dummy. <laughs> really give jesse shit if not even dom can remember to say grace right so on that twist maybe it's mia's rule and Dom Ooh. is just enforcing it. What if, oh, going backstory to the necklace, what if Mia bought Dom the necklace as a gift? Like, look, no, I love Jesus. No, I thought Jesus. he said he bought it for Letty or something. But no, because he has it. Like, she's not wearing yeah, it Yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. Because I think maybe, because he obviously repurposes it into, spoiler Liz, his wedding ring for, for Letty, but like... Slash a tracking device, slash it. Yeah, slash everything. Like the traveling sister <laughs> or the traveling <laughs> necklace. 
it becomes a very prominent symbol in the <laughs> maybe series. maybe to that point like if mia is hyper religious although she does sleep with brian on their first date right essentially doesn't mean you're not religious don't those things don't <laughs> correspond generally they correspond to a certain extent not not in an italian household to be honest okay well that's a Fair different point. thing but you know maybe she it's her rule to say grace maybe she bought the necklace for dom maybe she's the one who has the framed picture of the horse because she thought it reminded her of christ who knows <laughs> the frame picture of the horse is a jesus picture you never know who knows you never know but no I, I like this now i like that um maybe mia was like dom's the bad guy right and he you know beat up people and stuff like that or is he the good like, guy pretending he's the bad guy oh god and Mia's like, Dom, we need more Jesus in this household. And he's like, what do you want, Mia? And she's like, look, we're going to start saying grace. And he's like, I can do that. Okay. That's yeah, fine. I can do that. That's fine. Whatever. And it gets to the point where, like, all of his friends are over. So Jesse takes a piece of chicken and, like, Mia kind of, like, nudges Dom or, like, looks at him. And he's like, Because they are well, sitting next Jess. to each other in that scene. Yeah. Right? I can definitely tell you guys have, like, watched these movies six times. You think? <laughs> At least six. It's like it's way more than six. But I, so yeah, maybe it's that man. Maybe we were re- we were reading the whole vibe wrong for a while. Well, you're also catching us at a very specific time in our lives because we're also in the opening to every episode. We're breaking down the movies minute by minute, and so where we, we are right now minute. is the yeah. first barbecue scene in the first ah. movie, and so we're like hyper aware of the the ritual of the barbecue and of the grace at the barbecue. So <laughs> not only are we like heavily invested, but it's also like very specifically time to be extra invested in this particular. Element. Yeah. And when we watch the minute, like we watch that one minute many, many times yeah. to, to like see everything in the scene that it's tattooed in your brain. Cause mm-hmm. you were watching that minute 10 times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like not only have we seen the first movie six times for the show, but we've seen the first 45 or so minutes of it. 12 times each over the last like eight months. So we are very, very aware of that. In that regard, I noticed something here. I don't know. It it drove me bananas. But when they're in the control room and it's Brian's partner, it's the the Asian woman, his partner on this case. Yes. They're all sitting at like that command center, right? And they all got the monitors and they're trying to monitor everything, right? They all have their computer speakers literally sticking in front of the the monitors. Like they're just blocking Blocking like a third of the screen. Oh my God. How is this feasible? Like they're, they're the, the huge like you know they look fancy but they're not like the logitech speakers yeah yeah like, everybody had those ones right Every, the three the three tweeter ones and they have like I, she, like oh, their God. computers have like three setup like a three monitor setup and like in front of the left one in front of the right one they're like six inches up into the middle of the screen and they're like four inches <laughs> wide i'm like how is this how is this a workable situation i would have sat down and just pushed them immediately like yeah. that's like a just lay them down like you don't mind. need to also what are you listening to you're just watching <laughs> I don't Boy. know. I've never noticed that before. That would drove me nuts too. I noticed hers and then I noticed everybody. I was just like, why? What is happening? Yeah. Oh boy. Boy, oh boy. Like what what asshole temp was the one who set those up and just put the speakers right in front of the screens <laughs> and they just like nobody thought to move them. And the you know wire I mean? was perfectly length. They're like, we can't we literally are unable to move them because they're meant to be here. <laughs> yeah. What else about this movie? Is there anything else? Any scenes that you liked, any moments that you loved, anything that you really hated that drove you crazy? Anything that you want to talk about here before we play a couple games here at the end of the episode we already kind of talked about it but like the fridging of the unfortunate fridging of letty yes which is like horrible but i mean her whole purpose in this movie was just to like be killed and to motivate dom to just be in his feelings and go after these people yeah she's his motivation like kelly Rowland. my favorite part (laughs) was (laughs) 
I'm glad Joey laughed really hard at that. Thank you. My favorite part was the the street race, actually, where they they have to race through the roads and they're not going to close the roads down. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was set up like super like a video game, even back to the part where yeah. Brian is trying to pick out his car. And they're like, we have all these cars. Like, which one do you want? And it's like the selection screen <laughs> when yeah. you're doing like, a yeah, video like game. Like, hmm. Yeah, yeah. flipping every panel. That was funny. And then... Um, we romanticized that part a lot. Because like because I don't think that that doesn't happen very often in the in the series. Like I think that's like our one shot that we see this like this kind of crossover futuristic like half of it's computer screen, half of it mm-hmm. real life. So like I, I like that, and I wish they'd bring that back somehow. But I don't think yeah. maybe God's Eye Joey. Do they do it a little bit with God's Eye? Kind of. I don't think so. But all I can think about when we watch that scene, and it's not exactly that scene, but it's that whole portion of the movie. I talk about it literally every time we talk about this movie. Is when she's running down the list of cars when they're looking for David Park, and she's like, "I got yeah. a 2001 Chevy Tahoe." He's like, "No, we got a Toyota Hybrid. <laughs> yeah. No, we got this, this, this with an illegal mod." It's like, "Yeah, of course, of course, it's the one with an illegal mod." Like, how is like <laughs> how looking racers. at that list? Are you not? Oh, yes, it's clearly that one. Yeah, <sighs> it's a Toyota Prius that Mia drives. Dodge Grand Caravan GT? <laughs> like, no, not that one. It's like, it literally, she literally reads out, like, 240 blah 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 with an illegal mod. It's just like, yeah, yeah, you're a cop. Add it up. Yes. But yeah, like you were saying with the the, G- the virtual GPS, um, you know, having the roots for that as the race was going along, I thought there was some kind of, like, comedic timing, too, because I just kept thinking the my experience driving, where it's like, you're off route, you're off route, rerouting. <laughs> So we were we were chuckling through that part. Brian's greatest screen actor is that GPS. Like, you know, yeah. he acts best opposite a computer. <laughs> yes, he does. It's a very Knight Rider, too, right? Like, they're getting close. For sure. Yeah. We need a real yeah. Knight Rider in this series. Like, an actual car that talks to them. I feel like it's got to be Cypher. If we ever see Cypher driving, it's got to be her car. Oh, good call. Like, we need, like, a, a like an AI car. They're going to have, like, a hacked Tesla that can talk. Yeah, voiced by Elon Musk himself. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> what if Elon Musk is the voice of Etion? It's too on the nose. It's like, it oh, would definitely work. Is. It would be terrible, but I'm just throwing that out there. What Interesting thing today is, is we, the... we have it on record here. Grimes is the voice of Etion. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> and she's just like, she's making a new album, and they're just playing it. That's the, it's not even, it's not even actually a voice. It's just it's the Grimes auto tune. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> what was her tweet? I don't, like, I mean, I love Grimes, and I don't want to make fun of Grimes, but she's like, I she, love Grimes. she didn't even Google pregnancy. She's just like, LOL, why? Why not? And just like got knocked what? up. Like just okay. Wait, what? When she got pregnant, there was a thing that she's like, hold on, Grimes, LOL, why not? <laughs> what? I, she it was something like she believed into this in the stork until like two days before or something. It was something like I didn't even Google it, as she said. When she was <laughs> they were talking about I didn't even Google it. I was just like, sure, why not? She concluded her post. About getting pregnant? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, that works. I wish I was that rich. To be like, can I have a baby? And you're like, oh, I'm not even going to Google it. Yeah. I think that's the opposite end of the spectrum. You either have to be like very, very rich to have that perspective or like very, very poor to have that oh, perspective. Oh, yeah. Yep. If you're like somewhere in the middle, you're like, I really should think about this. Yep. Anyway, Liz. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry for the change. <laughs> the tunnel race. So so maybe since you guys have seen this before, you could explain. I have two questions. When the feds or the border patrol, they notice this, like, they're like, oh, we have thermal imaging when they're doing the tunnel race. So they're like, send the helicopter and then send ground patrol. And then they're like, oh, they're yeah. gone. I'm like, are these just random people at the border that like aren't expecting a group of cars or like 
do they know there's supposed to be a group of race cars out there? I was like, how do they know there's something happening? I'm guessing it's Border Patrol, but that's not like really a crossing. And that they know that they're getting across, so they're like looking for them. But their jurisdiction kind of like ends at the border, right? So they're trying to find like where their tunnels are, but they've been disguising them with that like wood like over yeah, the, front of the mountain. So I think that they're just trying to like watch okay. where they're going in. And then like once they get into the mountain, they don't know where it comes out either. Cause like it could just be going like east and west or like north and south. You know what I mean? Like through the mountain. Yeah. Okay. That makes, yeah. That makes, that was my, that, I think they must know that there's like a drug trafficking route happening here. Otherwise you'd be like thermal imaging, send a helicopter and it's like a deer or something. Like, <laughs> No, yeah. No sense otherwise. Also, like a, a group of cars would come up, like would appear like way crazier than like six right. here or whatever. And then my other question is: Do you guys find it really implausible that no one in this movie gets a flat tire at any point? Oh well, we talk, we haven't uh. talked about that, but we talk about how they never get gas, <laughs> never gotten gas, never went to a car wash, never go to a car wash. They're just the, the normal annoyances of <laughs> driving a car. Yeah. But I mean, for some of the stunts that happen, like granted, you don't need to show people getting gas or getting a car wash, but like for example, during the um the street race where he just goes over like the barrier between the two roads, or then everybody's out in the desert and like flying around off road. I was like, are these cars like outfitted with off roading tires? Like, I don't think so. <laughs> There are tires that like don't get flat or that are much less prone, less much less susceptible to getting flat. Also, I just saw at CES this year, Bridgestone has new tires that don't even have air in them. They're just like Oh yeah, those oh, flexi ones. It's crazy. It's it's insane. really cool. They're just like, do you ever see them? Did you ever see them, Liz? They're like just like a fan. It's insane. It's so weird. I need to look into those then, I guess. <laughs> I need them too, yeah. I think that, that would be awesome. There's a period of time where Rachel had like a flat tire every week for like four weeks. Yep. Uh, <laughs> and like all it. you gotta do is just like replace those tires after X number of miles or whatever, but yeah. It's like a band, you know, like all these like ribs that like come to it, but then it's just like the the, the rubber's just the outside, and there's no air in it. It's very interesting. It's super, oh, it's so super, weird. Super cool, though. Yeah. I thought it was so weird that they dwelt, like they dwelled so long on getting the charger fixed up. How Letty had worked on it, and then like Dom ended up working on it, and they spend a lot of time doing a montage with it and building it up, and then he's finally using it when they go down to Mexico. It's like just destroyed in the tunnel when he just abandons it to go into the pile of explosives, and he leaps into the other car, and I was like that's it like we didn't even it didn't like really lead up to the type of moment you would expect that type of build up to have i was like oh my god it doesn't even get to like do a one-on-one race or anything it's just like oh lost in the tunnel i think they're just used to smashing and losing cars but it's also kind of relatable like my dad and his friends like they have and buy and trade a lot of cars like they don't really have like emotional attachments to them so much. There's like very few that they're like, oh yeah, like I really like this car and they'll like get it back eventually. But like for the most part, they're just like, oh, look at this cool car. And then they just like sell it or just like, you know, drive yeah. it. It is kind of anticlimactic that like, you know, you spill it, spend all this time with the car and then it's just totaled or whatever. There were so many like weird things about that whole tunnel, tunnel racing scene, like the point of view was like stressing me out at one point when they come out of the tunnel at the end and this is what reminded me actually a lot of fury road is you get that shot overhead of the lead car that's being chased and then the fan of cars coming out behind them all trying to catch up it's so funny because when i when i saw that in fury road as well like i i just immediately associated with that movie but it's funny because it also happens here if you're ever driving like a toll road specifically on like i-95 there's this one Mm -hmm. interchange where everyone comes out of the tolls just like that and then you have to merge down to like 
three lanes of traffic. So whenever I see the shot in the movie, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's like the turnpike shot. <laughs> and who said that Fury Road was fiction? I mean, it's clearly it's, it's just <laughs> it's driving, clearly, you know, in clearly the DC based corridor. Off I-95. Yeah. yeah. So other plot twists I fell for in this movie. Um, when Dom calls Letty's phone and Brian's phone rings. And then he, like, beats the crap out of Brian, but Brian looks totally fine after he gets wailed on, so that was pretty funny. I wonder if he holds back. I don't think he does, because he seems very angry there, but I wonder yeah, if he holds Yeah, he, like, back. doesn't no, hold back at all, back. and then you, like, switch to the guy, you switch to Brian's face, and he's, like, totally fine, like, doesn't even have, like, a bloody nose or anything. I was like, did this guy just get beat up? And it's funny, because the same thing happens earlier in the movie, when Brian takes that one guy out the window and, like, through the car roof down below, and then the guy's, like, totally fine, being like, David Park, his name is David Park. I was like, how's this guy, like, conscious? He just went through a car roof after, like, a two-story fall. But, I mean, they're invincible, so nobody makes them bleed their own blood. Yes. <laughs> One question for you guys. What's your dream director for a Fast and Furious movie? If you could have anyone direct it. We've talked about this Ugh. a few times. I mean, we would like to see, like, a Tarantino version. I think we've talked about that. Oh. One of our fans wrote in, like, what if Tarantino directed 10 and that was Tarantino's last movie? Like, he was <laughs> waiting to go out on Fast and the Furious 10 and then he re-ranked his favorite movies if Tarantino yeah, directed he, he ranked, 10. like, three fictional like, movies that are not out yet. Could you imagine Vin Diesel trying to tackle a Tarantino script? Oh, my God. I would go to that movie just for that. Well, Vin Diesel is a really good actor in... I don't think he's bad in these, but he's really good in other things. It's just, I feel like when you're this deep and I mean, although four deep in, in is not really exactly excusable, even though he's only been in two of the four also. I feel like a lot of the characters here are kind of on autopilot to a certain extent because they know the character. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's really good. Like if you go back early, like you know, saving private Ryan and stuff, like he's he's really good. Like he had really a, the ability roles. to emote and act. I have faith in him. I think the only other movie I've seen him in is like well, knowingly saw him in was Triple X. Which are wonderful. <laughs> I also would like to say, I think we've talked about her before, but you mentioned in terms of action movies, you know it's a male director, but like Catherine Bigelow is an incredible action Uh, director. I would love to see her do one of these. Yes. Oh, that would be great. I want to see a dark thriller David Fincher version. (laughs) Essentially, he could just even redo this one. You know what I mean? Just like the twist and stuff and be like, this is what I'm going to do. And like, I think that would be a lot of fun. What's in the car? (laughs) What's in the car? (laughs) Oh, no. Every real racer knows what's in his car. What's in the car? He has head in the box and the glove box. Oh, God. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking, man. So Brian's working for the FBI, but it turns out it was like a fake FBI the whole time. And it's like, he's really running the drug ring. And they just pretended to be the FBI. This is like a whole other script right here. I think you've got something. Oh, we've done this so many times. Yeah, we are deeper into the world, I think. <laughs> we, we talk about it a lot that, you know, there's there's so many like slam dunk connections and in-jokes and references and callbacks that they could be doing and they're not. So, you know, we're here. That's what we're here for. So just call yeah. us in, you know, script doctor. Punch it up a little bit. Is there any other series you've watched as much as this one? Ugh. I mean, I've seen the Marvel movies a bunch, but not six or seven times each. There's also, you know, three times as many of those as there are these. It would be like Law & Order SVU for me. That's like the only thing I can think of that I've like, I would like know all of the, I think I've seen Law & Order SVU like every episode a couple times because I wow. put it on the background all the time. It's not like it's my but favorite. I don't watch like There's 470 episodes of that. <laughs> Dude, say. I've seen a lot of them a lot of times. I'm telling you, like, the, the highlight impressive. reel ones that are, like, on TV, like, the, you know, because they always show you, like, the good ones, right? Like, those ones, I know exactly what happened in every single There's, one. like, literally 25 times more <laughs> amount of that than there is of this. 
I've seen all of them. I mean, this is coming from someone who just admitted like <laughs> half an hour ago, oh yeah, the tracker. I finally saw the tracker scene. So maybe, although I, I, don't know, although I guess how many times are there, is there somebody who's like stacking boxes in a shipping dock? Like, yeah, I saw the body. And also every single one episode of SVU has like one B-tier actor in it. And like, if you recognize them, and like I'm good at the yeah. face magic, right? Like I know like who's who. So I'm like, oh, okay, she's the mom in this one. It was the dad or whatever. It's like I do a lot of like, you know, mind connection, visual clues. Well, maybe we can just bring Marishka Hargitay into the Fast and the Furious and oh. then just that's the crossover of <laughs> the your dreams. The ultimate crossover, yeah. Hey, what's, what's the guy's name? Fuck. Um, Christopher Maloney? Name? Yeah, Christopher Maloney comes in and he's the cop in, in 9 or 10. <laughs> oh, that'd be Did so Did you know good. Marishka Hargitay's mom is Jane Mansfield? I did know that, actually. It, this is crazy. Like, And she was in the car when Jane Mansfield died? Like she was in the backseat? Oh, oh no, I didn't know I that. Think, I think because like two or three of the kids were in that car and bad things happened in the front but the kids were in the back yeah it's like a it's a crazy story that's crazy all right liz are you ready to find out which character which fast and furious character you are uh sure hopefully it's one that you know but if it's not uh we can <laughs> still read the some, description i'll just be some random character and i'll be like all right cool. <laughs> well there's how many options 20 there's 20 options right now yeah yeah holy cow okay so there's seven questions you don't have to know anything about the movies to answer them they're all just personality based it's sort of like a teen vogue or cosmopolitan or whatever kind of just personality <laughs> quiz like j14 exactly yeah so question number one liz how fast are you nascar roller coaster lamborghini murcielago toyota prius Vespa or Razor Scooter? Is this like how fast I drive normally? Kind of no. Thing? However, just you how want to answer the question. Oh. Yeah. Like how how do you define your personality? If you were as a person, how fast are you? Whatever the one before the Prius was. Uh, Lamborghini Murcielago. Yeah, I guess we'll go with that. Lambo okay. fast. Oh. Now, Liz, how furious are you? Are you the Hulk, Kylo Ren, Christian Bale in that one movie set that one time, Mel Gibson, <laughs> Charlie Brown, or Jack McBrayer? I'm Charlie Brown. Okay. The Christian Bale inclusion is so good, though. <laughs> yeah, that was definitely Joey. We're having a barbecue. How are you helping? Are you manning the grill? Are you saying grace? Are you kicking back with a beer? Are you babysitting? Are you being the entertainment? Are you sneaking a snack? Or are you playing basketball? Be kicking back with a beer. Oh, did you already add playing basketball? No, I just verbally said it. Oh, okay. Because we know, because it, it, there's it's no there's happen. no quiz. It's just like it's an automatic like <laughs> your adventure. Like we just go to the end there. We just stop the quiz. Yeah. Well, I, I would still okay. give the other questions, but you know, at one point somebody's gonna say playing basketball, and it's like, all right, yeah, you're Leon. Uh, all right, Liz, you've got time to kill. What are you doing? Are you grabbing a bite? Are you working in your car? Are you hanging with friends? Drinking a beer? Working out or working on your computer? Hanging with friends. I mean, I hope you're social distancing, but I understand it. <laughs> not yeah, right six now. Six feet away. Yeah. Six feet away. <laughs> All right. Now, Liz, you, you got married not that long ago. Please describe your wedding for us. And it can also be the wedding of your dream. I don't know. However you want to answer this question. I'm never getting married. Either right. Yeah. Hopefully is not the answer because that would be <laughs> a very strange answer given that you've talked about your husband a we couple times We won't tell today. your husband. We won't tell him. It's just me and my partner. It's us and our families. It's a backyard country affair. Everyone I know is there, or I don't remember. Everyone I know is there. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's a that's not usually what we get, actually. So right. as we're doing the quiz, it's updating the character in real time, and you've had three different like each of these answers is giving you a different answer. So I mean, this is all it's all exciting. It's happening. It's, it's exciting to see in real time. Okay, you just won the lottery. Congratulations. What are you buying? Your own garage, a private plane. You're going to gamble it all away. You're going to buy your child at home. A fleet of cars or a new life? God, probably a fleet of cars. Okay. <laughs> You're giving us a lot of like 
answers that we don't normally get. Yeah, really and like the, the characters like that, the you are dot dot dot, like the last four people have all been like, oh, these are wildly uncommon answers. So I'm excited oh, to see cool. what this is. So last okay. question, this is going to determine everything. Liz, what's your drink of choice? Belgian ale, Corona, something fruity, water, whatever's cheapest, or whatever you're having. Uh, I guess I'll go with, I would say wine, but that's not an option. Uh, mm. Belgian ale. Okay. You are, and okay, and that, that one put it over, Joe. Do you know who it yeah. is? Yeah, Mr. Nobody. Mr. Nobody. So you do not know. <laughs> so I got a character called Mr. Nobody. <laughs> played by yeah. Kurt Russell. Played by action star oh. Kurt Russell. He appears oh, hey in now. Seven. All right, okay. so let's see if this describes you I really got to watch Seven. I mean, this is yeah, all pointing me that direction. Liz, people see you as a bit of a mystery, and you love it. You've got more going on than anyone realizes, but your greatest joy comes from executing a plan perfectly and leaving everyone around you wondering how you pulled it off. You're great at keeping secrets, but you're always willing to help those who can help you. You don't have family, so to speak, because letting people too close might dissipate some of your mystical aura, so you'll settle for friends. And you drive <laughs> like the wind, the wind blows. blows. Yeah, I think that's accurate, except driving like the wind blows. It's something you don't know is that everyone in this quiz drives like the wind blows. That's... Oh, okay. So the original quiz that we that we we stole the, the format and some of the questions and answers from, no matter what character you got, it just ended with, and you drive like the wind <laughs> blows. So like, we've, we've kept that. <laughs> so we have had a Mr. Nobody before. The Mr. Nobody is, I think, a 7% answer. However, oh, wow. what? one point behind who she was right before that last question. Oh, who was it? Who was it? Almost Tej. Almost ludicrous. Ooh, Ooh a little Tej <laughs> going on there. Lud- I'm not going to read the Tej Ooh. right up. The Tej is only a yeah. 4.34%. Like, Liz, there are something like, I think, 300,000 permutations of all the different answers. So, like, <laughs> there is, yeah. There is so many different options, but yeah, Mr. Nobody is a really good answer. I was I was Mr. Nobody until we reworked the quiz, and now I'm not Mr. Nobody anymore, and I'm a uh, I'm just me, and I'm not. I'm not upset, but uh, boy, I wish I was much. Nobody, you're, you're just disappointed. I'm not you're upset. Fine. I'm just disappointed. I'm fine. <laughs> but is this like is this like the horoscopes where you can read a totally different horoscope and be like, yeah? That well, you like you can take the quiz on a different day and see how you're feeling a different day, and then get a different yeah, answer. Like, of course, we have two games to play. First up, okay. this ain't no 10 second race, aka boy, do we have a yes. podcast for you? So now, I Liz, forgot. I want you to go. Please go to Twitter.com. And I want you to find any tweet that you think someone would appreciate oh, us responding to. So what we do is from the Too Fast Too Forever Twitter account, we go to the Twitter.com, to the Bird app, and we say, boy, do we have a podcast for you. Link to the show page, hashtag 2F2F, hashtag family, hashtag Fast and Furious. So, do I have to do it right now or do yes. I have like some time? Well, no, no, I mean, we're going to review last week's answers. Yeah. Joe and I are going to find tweets. But sometime in the next couple minutes, find a tweet. Oh, just someone God. who you think, okay. based on Twitter, might like the show. Oh, so it has to be like a serious thing? No, it doesn't have to be a serious thing at all. Oh. It's anything. Literally anything that and you want. There's a scoring system based upon engagement. So like likes or retweets or replies or emails, whatever. Oh God! Oh, I the best tweet. This I is like the best... the, this is the hardest thing so far. I'm like, oh God, the pressure's on. So now, while we do that, we're going to uh, here, here. There should be no pressure because, if nothing else, I am wildly bad at this game, and also Joe is good <laughs> at this game. But like, that's even a relative because, like, on a on a it's rubric on like a good. sliding scale, you're also bad. Like, we're, everybody's bad because this is a very <laughs> difficult game. Okay, so last week, Joe, I found. Terry Chan at Terry Chan 96. This is a tweet from 2013 at Ludacris loving every F and F and all the music. You were there since the beginning. Should get back quote Suki and MC Jin for number seven on your team. Boy, do we have a podcast for you? Of course not. Zero points. Why would there be? Why would there be? 
Joe, you found Daniel at Daniel GA7Z, me ranking the police the Fast and Furious. <laughs> the Fast and the Furious, Tokyo Drift, Too Fast and Too Furious, Fast 5, FNF4, FNF6, FNF7, FNF8. Boy, do we have a podcast for you. Nothing. Damn. Then our guest last episode, Mr. Nate Milton. He of yes. the great voice, he of the infinite energy. He found Post, Post Wrestling Network, Nate Milton. Oscar H at 510, Oscar 510 underscore, ludicrous unlocking the safety in the Fast Five as Donza Kaduro begins playing simultaneously is one of the best moments in the history of cinema. Boy, do we have a podcast, podcast for you. For you. <laughs> of course not. Of mm, course not. Why would there be? Yeah, nothing. So, over three last week. Sorry, Nate. You know, we're all right there with you. It is wildly difficult to play this game. Okay, I got I got one. It's a three-parter. Oh, boy. Oh, <laughs> okay. So this is this is appropriate because as we're recording, this would be opening day for baseball, right? Mm-hmm. Hashtag opening day at home. This is Texan Pride at Astros underscore Arsenal. Should I read all three or just the last one? Read all three, but we're going to respond to the last one. This is, yes. a, this is a very good one. This is a very good one. Fast and Furious has broken every rule of logic. If Han survived and is coming back in F9, then you have to bring Giselle back too. Owen Shaw literally survived the exact same thing that killed Giselle. If he survived, you have to tell me Giselle survived too. Braga should be dead, isn't. This is Decker, tweet number two. Yeah, tweet number two. He's responding to himself. This is like a chain. Yeah, it's a thread. Braga should be dead and isn't. Deckard and Owen Shaw should should be dead and aren't. Michelle Rodriguez found out watching Fast Five in theaters that Letty wasn't dead. <laughs> she should have been. Toretto should have died about 57 times now. No one ever dies in this franchise. Third tweet. Like, no one really dies in these movies. Like, even the guy who died in real life didn't die in this franchise. <laughs> So why is Giselle dead? Welcome to the world without sports. I'm starting the campaign today to bring Giselle back. <laughs> Hashtag bring back Giselle at Gal Gadot. What say you? If this doesn't get a response, I don't know what will. I'm going to like and retweet all three tweets because I want to share this with everybody. Texan Pride at Astros underscore Arsenal. Like this, he, this podcast is made for him. I know. It's, it, we have baseball. It's opening day. There is no baseball. He's deep into Fast and Furious theories. He's trying to bring Giselle back, which we love. Also, what I, I do like about that, like we did last week with mine, it didn't work. But because he added Gal Gadot, we added Gal Gadot. So there's a chance then that she Gal Gadot knows it. about our podcast. And she's like, hey, you True. got a podcast for me too? She's like, going to be like, that guy with the super handsome voice. I'm going to make oh him boy. leave his wife for me. I also and do want to like, shout out know. Astros Arsenal because um, because he's obviously going to listen to the podcast. That his pro- profile picture is Alex <laughs> Bregman, who is my uh, Astro of choice on my fantasy baseball team. Wow. RIP fantasy baseball. So uh, yeah. good taste there, Alex Bregman. Okay. You, th- this is a really good find. Like this actually is a podcast for him. Yes. You know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Liz, have you found any tweets that you want to respond to? I got one. I don't think I'll find another good one, so I'm just going to go with this one. There um, really is no rules about this, and good and bad is okay. very loose in this world. Oh, I got a really good one. I'm going to send this. Okay. I found one from Duchess Dank at Duchess Dank 1. Guaranteed oh. cry moments. Number one, when Jesse at Chad Lindbergh took a bullet. Number oh. two. The look on Han's face when Mia asked after Giselle at Gal Gadot. Where Giselle at, String? Where Giselle at, String? String, where Giselle at? <laughs> and then number three, the look on Dom's at Vin Diesel, face at the end of Furious 7. Boy, do we have a podcast for you, Duchess Dank. I think that this really is for her, too. And also what I do love is that, again, Chad Lind- not why I picked up a G- Chad Lindbergh, Gal Gadot, 
and Vin Diesel are going to get added. Poor Gal Gadot is just going to be inundated by our ats here because obviously she's. Reading I don't think this is ad. actually Chad Chad Lindbergh because he has like fifty followers. Uh, 20, 20 followers. Yeah. It might not be. I don't know, but uh, uh, yeah, Duchess Tank, this this is for you. I just want my fifteen minutes. She says. Well, okay. Yeah, Liz, you sent it to me. Can you please read who it's from and read the tweet? Sure. So this is from MMAfighting.com at MMAfighting. This is just from five hours ago. I literally just searched driving, and this came up. I was like, "Mm, checks out. UFC champion John Jones arrested for aggravated DWI and negligent use of a firearm in Albuquerque. Boy, do we! Boy, we have a (laughs) podcast for you. It's one way to do it, man. Yeah. Okay. Negligent use of a firearm and speeding. Get you every time. That's some outside-the-box thinking, but I I appreciate it. <laughs> MMAfighting.com probably would enjoy this. Maybe. <laughs> we don't really talk about MMA, but, we, you know, we could. We talk about wrestling. We do. Liz, there's one more game, and this is up to you, and I have a feeling I know which way you're going to lean here, but I'm going to give you the option. It's called Dude, What's My Car? And the premise behind this game is that I know nothing about cars. Listeners send in pictures of cars that I try to get Joe to guess based on what seemingly terrible descriptions. We have a picture that I received from one of our listeners. i got to figure out which one is the oldest one. We're going to use that one. Do you want to help Joe guess, or do you want to help me give clues? Oh, God. I really don't know that much about cars either. Well, there's no no wrong choice choice because i mean this is this is from uh joe's wife rachel oh nice i guess we'll help you know what i'll just help guess like okay sure Sure, so here is the uh, background to this on this side so so this thank you rachel sent this almost two months ago wednesday january 29th at 12 50 a.m she says i told joe he wouldn't be able to guess this car and he was all gung-ho about being able to guess it anyway in parentheses quote even if i can't they like it when i can't guess it so here you go. Here's a super cool car. Yeah. First out, sh- first off, shout out Rachel. She's not listening. No, she's sitting here though. <laughs> Can you tell her that we're guessing her car finally? Rachel, we're playing the guessing car game on the car that you sent in. When? Yeah, I told you it was at 12:50 a.m. 12:50 a.m. on January 29th. She doesn't know what it is. Okay. Okay, that's cool. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it is teal. It yeah. is wildly, wildly long. This is a long car. Like, you know, on Twitter, there's Long Cat or Tall Cat. Long Cat, where it's like three yeah. feet tall. This is basically the car version of Long Cat. Okay. Okay. It's very long. It's teal. Yes. Okay. It is French. French car. Oh. Which I think probably narrows it down pretty much. I was going to say, there goes my guess. I'm going to save the bigger clues, which I think might be easier clues. But I'm going to try to describe the car first. It is very wavy. Um, the body itself Wait. is oblong, kind of looks like, uh, almost looks like a funny car, kind of. But the wheel wells are very slopey. Uh, they start high in the front, in front of the front tires. They go down where you get in, and they go back up and back. So it's like sort of like a, imagine like a, a sine wave, you know, like mm. a like a sine wave in math. Yeah. There's got to be, I would guess, 12 to 14 feet between the tires. <laughs> Like it is a super long car. It's just very, very long. Is it? Is it new or is it old? It's from 1932. Oh my god! Only seven of them have ever been built. Holy cow! That's cool. The bigger hint is that the guy that this company is named after is in this picture, standing next to this car. There's two French manufacturers that I would name off the top of my head. It's either Peugeot or Mm. Bugatti. It's Bugatti. Okay. It is not. So here's what I know about Bugatti. Number one, it's my car of choice in every Forza Horizon video game because they're just so much fun to drive and they're very wickedly fast. And yeah. the other thing I know about Bugatti until this car 
is when Conan O'Brien was going off the air as The Tonight Show, when he had like his six-month run, and then Jay Leno was like, you know what, I'm not done. Conan was just trying to cost NBC Universal as much money as humanly possible. <laughs> he rented the Bugatti Veyron, and he put mouse whiskers on it. He just called it the Bugatti Veyron mouse. Just had it on set and just was like, we paid all this money for this car, and just look, it's right there, and we made it into a mouse. So that's basically <laughs> all I know about Bugatti, and now I know So it was like a big paperweight? Car. Yeah, exactly. So this car, I don't know that you... Okay, I can get you to guess it based on... Do you know what they call a quarter pounder in France? A Royale with cheese. It's the Bugatti Royale. You know why they call it that? Because of the metric system. Check out the big brain on Brad. Ooh, I want to see it. I, yeah, I would never have gotten the 1930s Bugatti, but I got close. <laughs> oh, you're right. Okay, so it's like old hot rod stylies. Of like a very long engine in the front. Like it's it kind of looks like the, the body kind of looks funny oh, car-ish, wow. right? It looks like the yeah. Corolla DeVille car from 101 Dalmatians. You're right. That yes, is not yes. firmly at top of the brain, but uh, I can see that now for sure. Yeah, or like an old uh, Rolls Royce or something with like a really long front end. Yep. Yeah, this is really cool though. But look at, look at Jean Bugatti, Jean Bugatti, just standing there next to his beautiful car. Yeah. It is. I feel like my mental image of the car, as you described it in this picture of it, like do not align at all. What did you think it looked like? <laughs> I have no idea. Was it the same teal that you were picturing, or not the same teal? I was picturing like a neon teal. I don't even know. No. Yeah, this is this there. is more of like this a this sense. is a muted teal and a green. It has accents. I I want to redo because the color you <laughs> described it as was wildly off. Hey man, maybe just my monitor. Yeah, just your, you need to do the color <laughs> the color adjustments on your. Please on calibrate your me, calibrate <laughs> yeah. me, baby. Calibrate me. <laughs> All right. Well, Liz, thank you so much for joining and for helping us play these games and for uh, volunteering to come up here yeah. and calibrate my monitor, apparently. Yeah. Sure. And before I leave, the one thing I wanted to note, a little bit of trivia, and maybe you guys already covered this on one of the six what? other times you've watched this. So I was looking to see what else was in the box office around the same time this movie came out okay. back in like no, Easter weekend, this. April 2009. As a Cage Club member... You should know it was in the box office the same time as Knowing. Oh, Ooh. very interesting. Yep. So there you go. Knowing one of the <laughs> very, very few Nicolas Cage movies out on 4K. So look at that. Unfortunately, ah. middle school Liz went to go see Fast and Furious and not, uh, Fortunately. And not Knowing. Yeah, fortunately. <laughs> Why did I make that choice? Oh, God. Because it was the right choice to make, obviously. Yes. <laughs> It was. Whenever I think of knowing, I always think of Roger Ebert giving it like the four out of four stars and then everyone kind of like shitting on him for that. But he really loved Nicolas Cage and like stood by him in the toughest of times. Well, that's actually two main episodes of this show in a row because I'm I was going to say too fast, too yes. furious. Our guest was telling us that Roger Ebert, no, not our guest, one of our listeners who joined us for our watch along said that Roger Ebert gave too fast three out of four stars and then for the ah. rest of his career had to defend why he gave that movie three out of four stars. Yeah. You know, he loved what he loved. You got to stand by what your tastes are. Yeah, but he was saying to like everybody, like he would rate a movie and he'd be like, this is three out of four stars. And they'd be like, the same as Too Fast, that piece of shit <laughs> film. And like he would just get harassed yeah. about his rating of Too Fast Wonderful. all the time. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Well, Liz, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, uh, I'm you. sorry that you did not love this movie as much as you could have, but I really do hope 
that you watch five, six, seven, maybe eight as well. That's okay. This is a really fun experiment to just sort of watch something totally isolated from the rest of the series and be like, does this hold up 11 years after it was made? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it was fun. We love every take here. Like, we, we're we very accepting of every take. If you want, As if long you as you're game all... to talk about it. Yes, exactly. Yep, exactly. Yeah, and it's great to finally talk to you as well, too. Yes. What I will ask is that if you do watch these movies, after you watch other movies, please email family at cageclub.me and let us know what you think. You don't have to come back. I mean, you can, you're always welcome back on the show. But if you just want to say, hey, watched five today, loved it, it because of course you're going to, just great. let us know. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, I'll definitely keep you guys updated. Thank you so much. Thank you. But for all things Too Fast, Too Forever, you can go to cageclub.me, facebook.com slash Too Fast, Too Forever, or at Too Fast, Too Forever on Twitter and Instagram. Email us, family at cageclub.me. Check out our Patreon page at TooFastTooForever.com. Also, shout out to Liz for being our lone patron over on the Cage Club Patreon, which I was saying to you, Joe, that like we got a new Patreon subscriber. I was like, I was so excited. And then I was like, oh, she's doing the one that like literally has like no redeeming (laughs) values at all, but she's (laughs) holding it down over there. So thank you so much for that. As we talked about next episode, this Friday, we're going to be talking about Bloodshot, the new Vin Diesel release now on VOD. Oh, we are. Cool. Yes. And then next week, actually, we're going to save next week for Friday. We're going to, we're going to do a week at a time, but yes, on Friday, we're going to do Bloodshot. So check out Bloodshot if you want. If you want to stream oh. Bloodshot, I think you can rent it for probably 20 bucks. Yeah, it's like pretty much everywhere right now. Yeah. Though. So go check out Bloodshot and then come back on Friday for a bonus episode all about that new release. I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm Joe too. And that was Liz. And we'll see you next time right here on Too Fast, Too Forever. Peace out. You anus peacers. peacers.